Making baby come out of fit. Mac game ain't he dad. He make her apologize every time he go bad. Ain't no sipping in the imp and ain't no slacking in the Mac. Take the exit, hit the corner in the traffic kayak. Boots on the ground, scraping the canvas. Trees you know, up, you, you would think because like a, a lot of different areas, they music sounds very similar to Bay Area music. That the Bay would have way more support in the music industry. Yes and no. I think, I think, um, that's such a good fucking song. But I think because they, they move, I would say that they got, uh, if I'm just making like a little comparison, they got like the Houston thing. Like we kind of are an isolated system as opposed to getting in the bullshit of the industry. I feel like the industry probably hates both those <laughs> Demographics because it's like, fuck, these niggas are successful as shit and are actively telling us how much they don't fucking need us. And even even these two, even these two individuals right here, Brody Water is a legend. Like, mm-hmm. through and through, can step on anybody's song at any given time. And probably to, like, you know, anybody who's, you know, just not into said individual, ain't nobody said Adrian been just sitting up there doing nothing. No, he, he just, definitely hasn't. Just was like, I don't want to fuck with what y'all doing. Yeah. So, he, he he definitely pivoted. He was mainstream for a hot second and said, uh, you know what? This is bullshit. I think I'm cool sliding back to the other end of this. I don't think I want to be over here. Which is like, yeah, I, I like that you drew the parallel between the Bay and Houston because they definitely maneuver in similar ways. Like, we got our own, and we ain't worried about whether or not y'all fuck with it. People fuck with us individually, and people are going to come to us and give us work. Mm-hmm. If it's just us doing a beat, or it's just us featuring on a song, or whatever the case is. But we're going to get our money from the industry quietly, and we also going to get our notoriety in our area without having to do all the extracurricular. So I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I think, you know, I know that that's like a, a you know, probably a hard conversation for like artists. Actually, at this point, any fucking artist, even when you look at, like, uh, you know, the backing of motherfuckers talking about independent films or whatever, so on and so forth. But the idea that, like, when you hear some of these huge artists, it's like, I got a song or I had, like, albums or I made music for them that probably could equivalent to, like, you know, maybe not a billion, but, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. And my contract somehow, I walked out this shit with 
$10 million total as opposed to you being an independent artist. And no, you might not get worldwide recognition, but you got some markets that when you add all that shit up, nigga, I'm pulling in, you know, X amount of millions like a year, like just for me. Yeah, fuck that shit. Like at that point, that's like, do you want to be like, what do you, how do you, what do you, how do you spell success, nigga? Like, let me see that. Open up. It's, it's how I would spell success. (laughs) I believe, and I'll explain. Of different ways in a second, but how I would spell success is bang bang niner gang, bang bang niner gang, bang bang niner gang, bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner guy. Green basic. What the fuck? Bang bang niner guy. Bang bang niner guy. Bang bang niner guy. Against all odds, weather the storm, built for combat and battle, young hyenas in uniform. We play no games with the opposition. We active. Let the whistle be the bill. They did that. Now, not just because of supporting the team, but who else? in the industry can say that in a professional organization utilizes their song came to them to make a theme song for the organization utilizes it puts it in their advertisement allowed it to be filmed in the stadium like they sought me out to create an anthem for this billion dollar that's a bar like that is success whether or not the team because this song has been the anthem of the team for what the last three years, two least, three years. Yeah. Team hasn't won the Super Bowl yet. Been successful, good seasons, regardless. But they came to me as the ambassador of this area, and me staying true to this area, regardless of everything else. I'm getting multi-million dollar bag just because an organization came to me and asked me to choose a theme for them perform it they play it at the games they utilize it to connect the city it's official like it's getting played every home game Mm -hmm. for the last few years and the organization is doing well because they keep making it deeper into the playoffs every year that is success i feel like the correlations like the little i little the two little correlating cities they doing or they did well especially for they might you know I think there's a number of Houston niggas that probably could follow that. Because now you got a team that looks like they probably will be contenders yeah. moving forward. They're, they're, they'll, be a, they'll be decent. As long as they don't fuck nothing up or nobody gets seriously hurt, Houston will be fine at least for the next three years. They couldn't, they couldn't have that song. Nobody would. <laughs> well, I mean, Like, they had enough people to say. I'm just saying, like, them as a team wasn't yeah, no, at that, that level yet. But now, nah, them, them motherfucking, regardless of how the season ended, that boy came in there. That Stroud nigga came in there and was like. I mean, he, you got free range to prove yourself. Because we just got rid of a franchise quarterback, mildly unjustly in my opinion, but we got rid of him because of his extracurricular activities. So you really have free <laughs> range to do whatever you want. Do you want that massage? <laughs> happy ending? Do you want that happy ending? <laughs> I'm feeling really stressed in my, in my upper thigh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, which to me, here's where I don't shoot him any bail. You're doing this in Houston. You don't have to do that in Houston at all. You're known in Houston. You can, there are plenty of, not to say that you have to go through them, but there's plenty of chicks that are strippers, OnlyFans, sex workers, the whole nine yards that also do sensual massages that you could have went to and been able to get your needs met with no problem at all from multiple races. Yeah, to me, sometimes I'm like, you know, is this me speaking as like a, a, a plebeian down here on earth? Because I just feel like, you know, at a certain, you know, financial status, I feel like I've been doing okay in my regular, my regularness. I feel like when you're that level, like some of that shit, it makes some of those theories like extra correct where you think like a motherfucker gets money and all of a sudden these fucking behaviors jump out because it's like, man, like you got access to it. Or I thought about this one time and there's like just not a real big way to defend this or it sounds like a defense when it's not. It's just like, is this nigga into just like, uh, I don't know even what that's called. Like, um, cause even like if you found somebody who's just into doing it, like the idea that you just surprise a motherfucker, like um, oh. in my mind, I'm like, are you one of them people? Like, are you a, somebody that likes what? Like flashing or what? Yeah. Like in that ballpark where like, you know, like, uh, Cause there's been like happy, I've seen like happy ending pornos, but there's yeah. a demographic that like wanted to be like surprise, and I'm just I don't know that that's a thing, nigga. Like in my mind when I heard that, because I'm like there's places that you there's I've heard regular people go to them places, so I'm like if you wanted that specific activity, there's just places that you could have gone. It made me think like were you just like hoping that you like got somebody to just on a whim do that. Which I feel like is in like a very deep kink space. I mean, because even within deep kink, you have consensual non-consent. But that shit, I, it was. Oh yeah, that that video. Yeah, that. It's, it's you have consensual Wait. non-consent, and it's okay if it's agreed upon that I want you to make it seem like you're taking it, and I want you to take it randomly. My black man, this fit Matt gives me all types of fear around that. Yeah, I can't even and fuck it that. depends <laughs> on. And, it may not, but would, I mean, even though that is a part of the community as well, but like race plays a big role in that because race will definitely be like, uh, oh, 100% no, if I want to like. Couldn't even imagine bringing risk that conversation. doing that with said, uh. Even that video you said, she said, like, I want to be, I was running in the woods and I messaged a dude and we had agreed. Because it's like, what if you trip and fall? Now I have to, how the fuck do you even explain this to them? Like. She hurt herself, but we was considerably not against a boy. Fuck, nigga. Yeah, it is. Ugh. It's a lot. And even I've so. This is the list of different fetishes. I mean, a lot of that shit seemed just. Shit, you can shit. Some of them shits knocked that shit out of in regular sex, yeah, that was as an adult, to like I'm a piece of shit because a lot of that shit was, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 goddamn, right? <laughs> and it just, yeah, it keeps going, okay, it just keeps, but, but I say that because there's there's so much shit out there, it's it's still still going, okay. Now I feel like we're getting into some, there we go. Now nah, it's getting into some like stuff because that was a lot of scrolling with some shit. That it's, I'm still scrolling, still scrolling. But I say that because okay, now we're getting into like the specific things. Well, yeah, depending okay. on what it is, there's, there we go. There's right. definitely a lot of shit. But it's like, dude, there's people out yeah. there that consent to what you're into. So, 
should you really try the non-consenting thing? And because of sticking with his example, you are who you are and you have what you have. You can find people that will allow you to do what you want to them for well, that's what made me pay. think. That's what made me think it was like, spe- like almost a specific. And I ain't trying to like jump on the nigga. I was like, no, just from an, under- from an understanding space. I'm like, do you have a thing where like you want it to be like that? Like what that fantasy provides? Like that you find someone and y'all just like, oh shit, you nasty, you nasty, and we just nasty together. Which is like, I don't know, man. Maybe I don't know who does the statistics on that, but some zero 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 point zero 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 chance that you just are out and about. And all of a sudden, your dick fall out, and like Susan's like, you know what? I'm gonna grab that motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I feel like in my head, when I've heard when I heard this story, I was like, he must have really just thought that wanting that someday somebody's just gonna be like, we're horny together at the the, uh, the stars align. Because in my mind, if you have the ability to make up that fantasy, you just make that happen, right? And you skip over all the well, I stuff. mean, and that's where I can I can understand people being upset with him and getting in the trouble that he did mm-hmm. because although the massage was consensual and I think parts of the n- not getting a massage were also consensual um, but just them him kind of surprising it on him or him asking like it's not a bad thing that you're asking but you gotta read the room like this doesn't have to be the space where I ask like hey do you do happy endings I think that's what he got in trouble for most because he kept asking in these environments as opposed to just finding a place that you know does it and go from there. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I guess I just feel like, you know, when I look at, um, like, cause I, I remember there was videos of, uh, you know, you look at, um, what's that, what was that shit called? Um, Hard Knocks. And then I remember even watching like one of the um, pumping iron documentaries and shit. And it's like, okay. If I'm trying to make this a thing, all of those dudes go do their own types of recovery and mm-hmm. shit. Like they have specific people. This is, you know, uh, Agnes Strong hands, and she's the strongest masseuse in fucking Mother Russia. She be tearing the motherfucker back in. If that's your shit, then I just feel like you work around. The, like part of my team is, I pay this person extra to give me my real massage to work my muscles out. And if you need a little handy, you just make that part of the thing as opposed to just going to random motherfuckers who like, yo, I went to masseuse school to rub backs, nigga. Like, I'm just wondering, you know, do y'all do the extra stuff here or no? Yeah, it'd be like, yo, you know, like, shit, man, this is a, a reputable motherfucking establishment. <laughs> Supposedly. Yeah. But put the money underneath the table and I won't say. It's, I just, granted. I understand how you phrase it of like, I am a regular ass human being. So I don't understand the need to not have consent. My blackness is too afraid to not have consent. My professionalism is too afraid to not have consent. I mean, my nastiness is built around consent. I want everybody to fucking enjoy what the fuck I look like getting up off this shit. And it'd be like, oh, this wasn't as cool for everybody. This sucks. Um, well, does that, does that affect does that affect which kinks you would be interested in? Because some people kind of like old girl in the video with the consent, non-consent. There's, and I've I've had this conversation myself. Like, <laughs> I don't want you to repay me, but I want to feel like I'm being repaid. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's like, like uh, yes, yeah, so you get, it get, it get real. That shit go real. Ha, ha, wah, wah, wah. We can drop that <laughs> word. If you 
It's the rough shit. You know, we doing breath play. You want to get tied up. You doing the ropes. You want to. I'm cool with all wanna, that. Yeah, you want to get this motherfucking dude tables, ladders, and chairs. Like we, <laughs> yeah, we. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, yo. Get the tables. Yeah, yeah. I. I keep a, uh, I got, I got a pair of boots. I got a couple pairs of boots. We could get in this motherfucker <laughs> and, and rock and roll, but that consent. Yeah. And also, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, if that, I just might not be the nigga for you if you need it to feel like it's non-consensual for you to get there. Cause I like a motherfucker getting there. It's part of my to get down. Like, oh yeah, look at, yeah. I'm, we can, we can talk shit and I can, I can, I can degrade. Like degradation, mm-hmm. I'm okay with if that's what you want. Calling you all types of nasty words and such. If that's what you are looking for, I can do the degradation piece. But that is consensual. Making it seem or feel as if I am ravishing your body in a non-consensual manner, that doesn't do it for me. And for some people it does. Quick pivot or question for people not to kink shame, but for people that that is their thing, like they get off by feeling like they are taking advantage of a woman. How how do you feel about know, that man. from a mental health space? Yeah, it's a little much for me, but like I could, I'm here for exploring, and I'm I got a pretty wide berth of things of like I'm I'm here for into and all that jazz, but yeah, I I, I find it I still, and my thing I still is maybe part of that is my shit. I'm still in the ballpark of wanting to pleasure my partner, mm-hmm. but the idea that like getting off on but that it that's. I mean that's pleasure. you know that that's the pleasure they like. They like being feeling like they are being abused and rapid. Like that part for them, yeah. The idea that you yourself get off on the idea of that activity, that would be my concern because it's like, how you find this out? Like, how do you know for a fact that like you're like because the because the thing is because you got to, it's so many it's so many areas where you can be dominant, you can be I'm the motherfucker in this in this situation. But the part where you click into, I need it to feel like it's against your will, is mm-hmm. where I'm getting really fucking concerned. Because it's like, nigga, this is outside of like just sexual. Now you're in a space where you want to feel like you're taking that up from somebody, and that shit is not cool. And that's kind of where I was you. getting to as far as the next question of like, because you, you asked, well, how did you find that out? Mm. And from a mental health, emotional standpoint, <laughs> that's really? where I go. Of like for both of you, for him and for her, or I'll say, I'll say Dom and Sub because it can be two guys, it can be two women, it can be whatever they them's, he's hers, she's them, all that. It can be mm-hmm. whoever. Um, how did you find out that that's something that you like? What's the history behind that? What's the experience that comes to mind or that pops up when you think of? This made me feel that way, and I realized that I liked it, or I didn't like it in that moment, and I thought that that's how it's supposed to go, and I just made myself become around whatever. However, that transitioned in your life, that's that's where my brain goes, at least as a therapist. Of like, mm, how did you figure that out? Yeah, because I think I don't know. Part of me feels like that starts to leave a level of like it's expressed in a sexual sense to a degree, but I feel like some of that is is built in just another area. Like you, it's something else going on. Where you were like, I need this now. This and if we go back to where that stemmed from, this is gonna leave some sexual shit. Whatever happened to you, whatever you might have saw happen, whatever you, you know, even if it's your like real power fantasy, like we can, you know, we might be sprinkling on some of uh 
some of the incel niggas. Like, it's just, it was denied me, so I like to take, like, hey, yo, that, whatever that is, that's not cool. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, we can get a little, we can bring back shame, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. We can bring it right on back, sprinkle some of that what shame on this motherfucker here. Dave Chappelle saying one of his old specials, <laughs> see, uncle, sometimes you just gotta take the pussy. Whoa, nigga, yeah, whoa. Yeah, in that regard, yeah, bring shame back. Put it back, right? <laughs> like, bring it back, don't. <laughs> I mm, I don't know if I want to say shame, but I do understand of like nah, there, there has to be a certain level of that's not okay. And yeah, you might need to keep a little bit like shame. Don't start the game, but you keep shame on the bench. Like like come shame can come off the bench like a motherfucker and put up twenty. Put knock this shit off. Right. Like I can I can say that I'm complete no kick shaming. I support whatever your thing is. People like uh, bodily fluid play. People like. Blood play, not not my groove. But if it is, <laughs> hey, do your thing. Somebody, but uh, there still are some limits, even within that, where it's like, mm, I didn't know where I was headed. Oh, but this no, is, buddy, this has brought me a place because somebody somebody deserves shame. It was a um, somebody said something they wasn't supposed to be saying. It whoever ah the post is fucking deleted. It was that um. Was it Kentucky? It seemed like it was Kentucky. Tragic? Nah. Uh, Derby? Kentucky lawmaker with the incest thing. Oh. It was there. Uh, that. Yeah. Him him putting the bill to be voted on for legalizing uh, first cousins to have there sex. Kentucky lawmaker <laughs> says proposal to remove first cousins from incest law was inadvertent change. Um then he removed it later yeah, on. Kentucky State Representative is backtracking after Bill he filed would have removed first cousins from the list of familial relations outlawed by Commonwealth incest laws. Um, I guess this this article is talking about how it might have been like you know he's 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 going back to undo it, but it's a lot to put a bill in place. So I just feel like there's a part of that that you was trying to sneak in uh, incest and that's uh, well. I'll I'll flip it a little bit. We can look at him trying to get it passed as a bill to where it removes first cousins from having to be held by that boundary. Mm-hmm. But that means that boundary is put in place right now, which means at one point in time it was bad enough to where people had to go ahead and create a bill around it in the first place. In Kentucky. I'm pretty sure it wasn't just Kentucky. It wasn't just Kentucky. But just saying, like we the the v, the bill has the ability to be on the ballot because at one point in time it was an issue. So I think it's Grand Theft Auto Three. <laughs> you walking down the street, I think it's Grand Theft Auto Three or fucking uh, mm. um Vice City. My mm. mother's my first. And like a nigga just yells that shit out. Yeah, and it's, and because of how science and genetics work, somebody that does that will most likely be somebody screaming it. You ain't functioning right. We know that incest definitely does affect how chromosomes match up, and it, yeah. it definitely fucks some shit up scientifically. But we we wasn't we wasn't the ones that was really look. I'm not doing stuff like that. I'll tell you right now. I've done a little bit of research lately. I'm not. I haven't done enough to like just 
knock everybody over the head with it. But I've been doing a little research on like, you know, how our how our like communities worked in pre colonial Africa. Please, please do share, sir. Do share. What did you find in your in your studies? What you're discussing definitely that keep it in the bloodline shit is definitely kind of some European stuff. That's how we got some of our uh what's that shit? Some of our favorite kings and queens. It was one, I can't remember his name. I, I, uh I wanna say was he French? But he was all types of messed up. Like he just had so much going on because it was such a continuous lineage of of continuous inbreeding and just how that doesn't work. But ours at the Rothschilds. Uh he might have been one of those, but this was this was way back. This was white wig fucking. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The Rothschilds is it the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers? One of them have been doing it for generations. But yeah, ours was more of a um it's the, and it's, it was funny when I was looking at some of that stuff that we saw how much of that we keep still as a as a community to this day, regardless of like all our influences. But it was kind of like you know the community. It, you know, it takes a village. It was very much so that like you still had like people who like you had your marriages, you had your lovers, but it was like a lot of interfamily communal shit. Like not on no we're fucking everybody, but like everybody takes care of one another. Duties and like services were different. Women had a lot, of, a lot of say. Also, the concept of matriarchal is not necessarily like the way we think about it. Everybody says matriarchy, and it and it makes you think like it's patriarchy with boobs, and that's not how you know, like that's not how it works. Like it's that's <laughs> just that's that's how you see like you know the red pill niggas, and they be like, so you want to have your shit ran by a woman? And it was like that's not exactly like the the concept. Like there's a lot of details in this. In this article, in the article that I've been reading, uh, amongst some other shit, because it was like you get, uh, there's like Cheek Ante Diop's, I feel like I'm butchering his name, but he has like the two cradle theory, and that was one of them. But this particular article is, uh, and it's right on Google. Like you could literally go, oh, I don't fucking I'm not load on me. Act like I'm not. Oh, here we He's go. hating on you. The status of women in indigenous African societies, um, Niara Sudarkasa is. The uh, researcher, um, it's on jstore.org. Like, you could literally just look this shit up. And, um, yeah, I made it. It's a 13-page article. I'm, like, I'm on, like, page eight. And it's got some good stuff. And it's got some stuff explaining, like, how we function. And that was birthed off one of these stupid fucking Popeyes that y'all be posting. And it was talking about, like, God, I don't want us to get rid of this stupid fucking relationship conversation. We, everybody just saying the same shit in circles. But it was that. And it was that particular conversation was using like uh, that put me on this fucking spiral down or upward. However you look at it, (laughs) a nigga was up there and it was just using like God as the barometer for like. um, What's God's plan? And I just feel like God is so tired of us going like, nigga, I didn't say that. (laughs) I ain't never said none of that shit. Like that's some shit. Some white man gay y'all. And y'all been running with it ever since. I did not say that. That's not what I said. So. If you're interested, I just feel like you could do your Googles, and that's what I've been doing. So eventually, I'm probably going to come in here and shit the bed more on this topic because y'all are just really wrong. and On both are, sides. Yeah, and y'all are loud. It's one thing. to be, If you just were wrong by yourself, I wouldn't even bother you. Y'all just be wrong and loud a lot. And then every now and again, because at this point, I just take it as a personal affront. You bring it to me. Bring it to him, you bring it to the pod. And I just, why did you do that? Like, you could have kept that stupid shit to your fuck. Cause you knew, like, I just, it's okay. Cause I'm giving everybody what they want. Cause you sent that for a reaction. By God damn it, I'm gonna give it to you. 
Say that. How, since you say a reaction is what they're looking for, how much of a lot of responses do you think are emotionally driven as opposed to fact driven? All of them. I get it. Like, and I, and I got, <laughs> ten out of ten. Yeah, Ninety-nine point nine percent. I understand it. I I love my granny and all of my elders too, and I love all the shit that they told us. And you know, at a certain point, you realize, okay, this shit was influenced by uh, this time in their life or what they were fucking going through, and blah 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 blah. And it was wrong, and that's fine. It's cool. Like they not bad for it. They did amazing with the the knowledge that they had. But that shit is wrong and it don't work. Like at any le- break it down into any level you want to look at. We're we're going because all of y'all are spiritual. Everybody's an armchair therapist now. Y'all are all um everybody want money, but not looking at like economics or anything like that. So like it's all bullshit. Like y'all all wrong. Like real fucking wrong. So you right. Yes, I'm right. I'm okay with that. I'm right. I'm I'm fucking reading. He reading. <laughs> Whoever else my reading motherfuckers. Yeah. So the ones who went and tried to yeah. Y'all wrong. I don't care. Uh, I kind of want to not challenge that, but I think the reading part isn't a guarantee. It ain't. Because people choose the books that they read. I mean, the Bible is a book, and people choose to read that, and they choose to approach it how they approach it, just like somebody will do the same for Buddhist teachings or Stoic teachings or Islam So, like, yeah, you can choose to read and edify yourself, but that doesn't mean that you're being well thought out. It doesn't mean that you're being open to the vastness of what these things can mean and how they affect you and the world around you. And you know, another thing, you're right. right. What I'm always stand on to is the motherfucker who shot me down this path was a woman. I was very much so, Captain. I went to church. And uh, with all the shit y'all was talking about, I was like, okay, this is our responsibilities. And in that's what I'm saying. Like you could learn some shit, even being a hater. I did a lot of research in trying to fucking uh, debate one time, and I was like, "Oh, she stomped my motherfucking ass. <laughs> whoop my feet on this." I was like, "God said," and she was like, "Look up this, this, and this." And I was like, "But watch y'all getting in this." And I came back, and I was like, "All right, man, you can teach. You teach me some shit." <laughs> and that's really great way to go about it. And that's also some shit that's kind of worked at in this here article. It talks about, you know, if whoever has the skill set, whoever has the resources, that person should take lead and so, so, so and so on. And leadership is not even like some like, shut up, motherfucking get out. It's just really communal shit that niggas talk about, but somehow try to infuse like the, the cool black talking line, talking points, but like still with infused like European horse shit. And it's like those things are going to, Bump heads at some point, and like the, I don't know, man. The my my sciatic already. I'm I'm in my mid thirties. I ain't got I ain't got time to hold up <laughs> that much cognitive dissonance. I'm I'm, I'm gonna pick a side. Y'all be picking that shit. Don't be making no sense to me. Uh, so that makes me think, like if if it's said that traditionally, whoever had the means and ability. Not just ability as far as monetary value or finances, but they have the ability as far as the talents and the strengths. Mm-hmm. So whoever has the resources, the strengths, the mindset, etc., to be able to lead in an area should lead. That means that both parties should be paying attention to understanding and bettering themselves and their talents so that they can understand who needs to take the lead in certain areas, correct? Yeah. 
So that means that our society should be teaching individuals how to nurture and grow and better themselves as opposed to finding other <clears throat> people to do the work for them. True. And I want, but I want, because uh, I just, you know, we got to drill, drill, drill down a little bit. Because okay. I know somebody heard that and they were like, that's what I be saying. That's what I be posting. But there got to be a conversation around what that actually entails. Because y'all be taking that as like an arrogant practice to say that like, you know, you better than somebody. I'm doing the work on myself. And it's like, not really. You isolating and, you know, sitting in echo chambers and finding pages and people and activities that, while wow, those activities are good. They don't really challenge your belief. They don't really challenge your mindset. And none of it makes it look, makes you have to reflect, like reflecting for real. Like, yeah, I'll be reflecting to a point and be like, I did the best I could. And it's like, you didn't. It's cool you didn't because maybe you didn't know how, but you didn't do the best you could. You did like, you did something. So I just want y'all to like, you know, kind of stop dancing around that shit with like, you know, the wor- the words, that, the phrases or words that just give you too much of an out. I'm doing the best. I'm doing my best. Or blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. I think people would have to sit with themselves and define or identify what their best looks like at that point in time in their life and also realize that that, that best is also going to change. You should also find somebody who's like, you know, kick you in the balls a little bit. Like just to point out some of the... That's a kink too. Some of the stuff. Yeah, that ain't one of mine. I saw a video. I saw a, I see. Yeah, I'm derail. I saw... Uh, it was a clip. And I've seen her before. She's really pretty. Uh, she's a, a little slimmer. I don't remember her name, but I see her in a lot of like. She being like, because Brazzers got all the money, so it don't matter where you. Brazzers is free now. And like, so she was on there, and it was like a nigga, and his balls was through the fucking thing, mm. and she was just speed bagging them bitches. And I was like, ain't no fucking way. Respect to whatever you into, but every bit of that was like, oh, this looks, this looks pain. I mean, I think that's part of it, learning how to get through and over that pain, because technically. Our balls can handle that type of pressure without being damaged. Go go nuts. Not my preference. I'm cool with building up a tolerance, but I don't want to build a tolerance up that way. But even for that, like with sadism and masochism, like what got you to the point where you were interested in that? Is that an emotional thing or is that a experience coping skill type situation? Uh, did you research that? Did you understand? I mean, it kind of correlates with what we're sharing now as far as thinking outside the box, which is fine, right? I'll say people mm-hmm. that are within the BDSM community are comfortable getting outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. But that's like the reading. You chose to get outside of the norm. You chose to go against the conventional and learn something different, which is great, but that doesn't mean you're doing it in a healthy way. There are some people within the community that are unhealthily coping within this space and it's creating damage for themselves or other people. And there's also the flip side of people that have done the work for people that understand they, they know how to take care of each other. They know how to keep people safe. They understand the rules and regulations and boundaries. They're constantly learning and edifying themselves. So they know how to do it in a healthy way. Just like anything else. What's what is your purpose or reason for doing what you're doing i think that just in general as a question we don't ask ourselves that what is the reason why i'm doing whatever it is that i'm trying to do right now find the why is like literally the shit that's the that's one of the things because yeah was it um why can i remember his name 
um, German dude that was in the internment camp and got out and created his own type of therapy. Um, Magneto? <laughs> pretty much. Um, I have his book, Victor Frankel. Frankel gets busy, actually. Victor Frankel. I don't know why. I don't know why I should be leaving me when I'm trying to. I'll forget these dudes' names. I'll just, I can pull a quote from some of these people and don't remember their names. It just be like that. I, at this point, I just feel like my brain is overloaded with information that I like need to have for other stuff. It, it fucking comes and go. I don't. I don't need you. I already finished the book. I don't need you. But why can I see? I was going to say the type of logos. Fine. When mm-hmm. I start looking for stuff that when it comes to me, but logos therapy, as far as um, finding like the purpose or meaning in your life mm-hmm. in order to help you heal from whatever shit that you've been through, like I, finding the why. When we talk about finding the why, that's what I think about. I think of logos therapy. And I think it doesn't have to be a therapeutic intervention or a therapeutic process, but it should be something that we teach on a regular basis as far as identity and resiliency. Like, let's explore the why. Let's explore the purpose of this. You want some pussy? Great. What is your why for trying to get this ass specifically? I think, I think, I'm not going to say I think some of this shit is easy, but I know, like, um, good enough. That's the, I feel like that's the idea around all this shit. Like, you come to us to find the why, Mm. and then that's kind of how you get your life together. Ha, 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 therapy. But I think some people be running from the why, because like that's just to to a certain degree, I've seen people that I feel like, you know, have no idea. But then I feel like there's a certain demographic you vaguely in the back of your mind know, and you're making conscious decisions to kind of sidestep or justify some BS reasons around the why. Because if you go straight to it, then you kind of start to realize, like, um, you know, uh, what's that quote people say? Like, you know, you are taking responsibility for like how much you play in your own suffering yeah. or how much you're the architect of these bad choices. If it's all these bitches ain't shit, all these niggas ain't shit, or this job fucks me up. And like, I'm, you know, I'm king. If this job is not uh, your bag, leave. But let's talk about like how you really wasn't doing like your best work at that job. Like, the you know what I'm saying? Like part of that shit of why you're doing some of this shit is you. If we start, you know, rolling this shit back. It's my favorite little speech, guys. Like, it be your fucking fault. And that's cool because it could also be your fucking fault as to why shit is good. Like your fucking fault is completely up to you. Yeah. I, I've had quite a few conversations with clients over the last couple of weeks, just in general, honestly. Um, control, right? Control. Right. We say it's your fucking fault. And that's, that's kind of like an inflammatory, facetious way of saying that you are in control. And Ever since everybody today claims to have ADHD and anxiety <laughs> and BOCD and whatever else people claim that they really haven't had diagnosed or understand. But your nervous system responds in a particular way because you think that you are not in control. Even like narcissism, which so many people have been throwing around the last few years, especially throwing it in the direction of men. Narcissism, in my opinion, boiled it down to just like, oh, there's areas in your life where you felt like you didn't have control. So now you're finding ways to manipulate control and focus to be in your area, whether it was from 
being neglected and not having that type of attention and you found I can get this attention and control in this area or whatever, right? But it all boils down to how my nervous system responds to control or the lack thereof. It's your fucking fault is you realizing that even the ugly shit is within my control. How I perceive certain things, how I respond to certain things, the choices that I make, the circumstances that I'm going through, they're not 100% my fault, but I do have way more control there than I allow myself to believe. And that's calming to your nervous system when you say, I have the ability to choose. I may not like the four options that I have, but it's not that I don't have any options. I just don't like the options that's available to me, but it's okay because I still have to make a decision. I think that there's always this thing of like, and I, you know, I know everybody's situation is different, but there's a, a more or less an an issue with the cost. You know, I know paid the cost to be the boss, but like, you know, there's a cost for like that. Like, you can be in control, but the price of control is that you know, when stuff happens, you are now an active. You know what the fuck you were doing. You made that choice, and I think sometimes people make it things outside themselves that way. Everybody throwing around accountability, but you don't have to be accountable. That wasn't your fault. That was this thing's fault and that thing's fault, and you had no idea. So you can always kind of throw the the onus of of blame or responsibility on someone or something else. But nigga, you know, if you lean into this control shit, that was your fault. But it's also like you can fix it. Like the power to fuck it up is all, the power to fuck it up is also the same power to fix it. I'm just never getting off that fucking soapbox because this shit wake. I done fucked up some shit. I done fixed a lot of shit. So, personal experience. And I don't watch so I, I I got enough now to say I don't watch a lot of motherfuckers like flip that shit around. So, yeah. If you think of for yourself personally, what's a way that you have learned or an area that you've learned to flip it around in? Shit, school, study, and work. I'm not the best like. Um, planner, studier person. If you put me in the moment, I uh, I knock all that shit out. But like, I'm bad at like um, like the way I got. I even noticed it just even recently, like moving into the clinician space. I'm not really the best at like doing shit at home. Home is like home for me. I want, I want to throw this bag down. I want to throw this computer off a fucking cliff, and I don't want to do none of that shit. So. Being able to take like office time and like turn that into moments where I like knock all my shit out, or you know, there's moments where I, like I've learned to do the shit at the house, but just knowing, okay, I'm in control of this shit, and so it's up to me if I'm putting myself in this position to. Be, I want this career. I want to be able to move in this space. All right, nigga, you have to now figure out ways to make this work for you. Even if it's something as simple as like right after a session, if I'm got a little time frame between this client and the next client, nigga type a little bit of the shit down, like just in some notes. So you can be able to transfer that shit easier. Cause you know, when you get to the crib, you're not going to want to do it. And then you're going to fucking be backed up two weeks. So. So making the temporary sacrifices to be able to juggle whatever it is that you want to juggle. Mm-hmm. Pivots, adjustments, whatever, whatever phrase y'all I'm finding that one of my new little fucking irritabilities is whatever new words y'all want to use to say the same shit. I don't give a fuck what you use. 
just do that. We can make this shit so much easier if we just kind of like got to it. I also think like especially because I'm still like in the community space, so the I don't have my sexy therapy voice shit. It's my shit is very much so like man, let's break this shit down to the absolute easiest way to get this shit the fuck off. You feel me? Good, cool. I don't See think you, you need the sexy therapist voice. I'm, 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 I'm. I lean. mean, unless that's just something that you want. No, I don't. I've been. I, I think. I just think about that a lot. I'll be watching everybody on there, but I, my actual desire is that there's in no way to change this shit at oh, all. Okay. I, I mean, I get what you're saying as far as say on social media, there are plenty of people in the space that they have a particular talk that they utilize when they're creating posts to help teach you about certain things within the mental health field. And we definitely need to sit down and analyze how our voices look and vernacular that we choose to use when we are providing information on social media to help educate you. And I can't express to y'all how much through my, I say this through my own personal experience, how unrealistic that is. Not to say that like, there's not moments where, you know, the tone and the verbiage changes when need be. Like, obviously, if I'm, I work with a lot of kids, when I'm talking to parents, yeah, I get my shit off. I'm not going to lie, I get my bag. I'm like, it's, hey, it's, uh, CBS, what's up? I'll let your boy. Like, yes. Yeah, but in. What's up, Joe Byron? <clears throat> take me out to dinner. Yeah. Hey, yo. <laughs> yeah, me, nigga. Hey, yo, my ass. <laughs> Where the dinner at? Um, but just, just how much some of that shit is not. The entire experience, you know, it's very subjective to who that who that, you know, works on. But in general, one of the biggest things that we work on in this shit is, you know, everybody's favorite cultural competency. It's a fancy word of being like, you know, know your demographic, know your clients like you're we all regular degular motherfuckers. You want to have a regular conversation. And in that regular conversation, we get to some shit. It makes no sense to me to be sitting up here talking to you like with the get ready with me fucking up. Uh, Music in the back We don't do that Y'all ain't doing that Get ready for me For my Bend that ass over And let that trauma breathe Alright <laughs> Damn like, That is Funny but also Traumatizing Cause some people That is where Their trauma took place I mean yeah Airing it out Air out that trauma I've hated that song All year Until that girl Made that fucking Singing remix God bless her, because I've been singing that shit. That shit went out. <laughs> Made me a little video and everything. I think I disliked it because people took it serious. Uh, I looked at it as a joke. But yeah, there's been worse. There's oh. definitely been worse inside of clubs that we grew up dancing in, so I can't say too much. Yeah, I had that convers I had that conversation. Damn, I was gonna get to this fucking thing, but I'm getting back to I'll get back to this. Okay. I had that conversation the other day about like like the like why there's such a distinction between when people say like this like say using using this song using sexy red and then we throw in like Kim or Trina and and like the difference between like the music scene now and the music scene back then and I feel like one I thought they rap better but even outside of that I feel like I felt like <laughs> I felt like Lil' Kim wanted to make that Sprite can disappear because she wanted to. She was just out here sucking and being gross just because it was fucking Tuesday. You don't know that, nigga. Uh, like, Trina was really, like, just going gross for gross with fucking, um, with Trick. And I feel like, as a nigga, like, that's be, like, and at some level, that's what you want. Like, we're bonding here. Like, I'm not, 
you be one like, damn, you got home good? Like, damn, I want to get her some food. Like, uh, it's not tricking anymore. It's like, yeah, this is. And now it's like all the nasty is like, I'll do it if you buy me a bag. That's not fucking fun. Suck this dick the way I want to eat that ass. And I feel like that's what the music back then gave. Lil' Kim made you feel like we were out here. And Foxy Brown made you feel like we was just being fucking nasty motherfuckers together. You're a piece of shit because you want to be, ma'am. And I'm fucking with it. Now it's like, uh, you're not really a piece of shit. We're not. This is this whole vibe is fucked up now. Mm, so uh, agree and disagree a little bit. Because I feel like back then it was similar to the whole consent, non-consent thing. Oh. Like, they were doing it, but they were making it seem like they were doing it because they enjoyed it when really they were doing it for the ability. Because even from the song from Lil' Kim that you're referencing, she's talking about all the different types of men that she does nasty stuff with to get some sort of lifestyle from them. That's a good point. I'm getting pleasure from them because they're going to pleasure me the way that I want to be pleasured and I get to be in control or... They're paying for a certain lifestyle, so I do this nasty shit to him because he don't care and he gonna, he gonna fund whatever I need him to fund because I'm able to do these nasty things. So I'm not asking them, which makes it a transaction, but I am consensually non-consenting to a transactional relationship, whereas today it is 100% consensual that it is a transaction. Oh, then maybe we just like the rest of y'all. You know, I say like, I love the music back in the night. They just lie, they just lie to me better. Yeah, it's like the, okay, the yeah, music from, say, the 60s and the 70s, right? When the late 80s came, 90s came, it's like, oh, my God, the music is so vulgar, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. But we've heard older songs that were talking about the same nasty shit, but they used certain words to keep from being as vulgar. So it's like y'all was talking about the same stuff and doing the same stuff, but you used a certain vernacular to mask its vulgarity. Whereas now we just took the veil off. So I can appreciate taking the veil off to a degree. Behind the veil. Who said that? There's a there's a couple of things that veils I know that's a fucking phrase. As far as Jamie Foxx. Nah, take that some, veil, look at that. It's ass on you look at that motherfucker right there. That's well, that's a better right veil there. than where I was having because I know the veil I was talking about was some geek shit. So we're gonna stick on that veil. That's the veil. All right. Um um do you care about Brick Lady? The brick lady fiasco that's been going on. Oh, you talking about the fiasco? I thought you were going to talk about her specifically. I mean, both. Because apparently, you know, brick, uh, it's a lot of conversations online about, because I remember like, you know, maybe a couple months ago when they discovered that she might have been like lying. Now it's like confirmed the the I, the thing of her saying she got hit with a brick was a lie. She did get hit. But the way the story goes now, I believe she hit the dude first. He kind of, he reflex hit her back. And that's. With a water bottle. With a water bottle. Now, I'm assuming that it's one of those, like, hard carrier. That's what everybody's assuming or saying. But, because I don't think, like, a fucking plastic water bottle would have did that. But, and then. If you got a plastic water bottle in your hand and you're a man and you got some scrumph to you. That's a good point. You can still leave, because if I recall correctly, basically what she showed was a hematoma. Like you yeah. were, when your face swells up. <laughs> I had a fist on Right. It's people that box with gloves on and get those. That's a good point. So it's possible that if you hit him and he reflects, hits you back, and he ain't he ain't easing up with it, and it's a bottle and bitch, and it's one of those, uh, then yes, yeah, possible her face could swell up, because everybody's body responds differently to taking impact. So she was in there looking like an Ed boy. 
Stupid Ed boy. Ed boy. Anyways. Ed boy with brain like a bunch of cake. <laughs> but um, my stance on it is similar to what it was in the beginning. Um, I'm always for the let's get all the information first before we start diving into saying what was, what should be, and what is. Um, I'm not... It's my it's my bias, and I know that it's a privilege that I have as a man to be able to have that bias. I can't see a group full of men in any area in the world seeing a woman unjustly get hit with a brick and nobody does anything. I can't see that. I can see them not saying something to that guy, but I can still see them trying to help the girl. Yeah. And in some places, they may intervene and beat up the guy or whatever the case is. Like, there's so many different ways that it can happen. But very, very rarely can I see there being a situation where a guy does something like that unjustly and nobody does anything. It kind of reminds me of, I don't know how many years ago it was, but the fucking dude that was tripping in New York and smacked old girl with the skateboard. And like tons of people were like, where's this nigga at? Yeah. Where's he at? I know that neighborhood. Who is this? I'll beat that nigga ass myself. Like there's a lot of, huh? I don't remember. It happened so long ago. I don't, but I think they end up finding him and (laughs) the streets took justice. Retribution. Yeah. I think he was arrested, but that was after the streets got in that ass. But that kind of proves my point. Like even if somebody doesn't do something, it's three dudes there and they're all pieces of shit. He smacks her and dudes are like, oh shit. He just mm-hmm. smacked the fuck out of her and they record it or whatever. Out of 10, those three are the only asshole. Somebody else is going to see that, find out about that, and it's going to be hell to pay hell. Even here in LA, gangs are still fighting to this day, beefing, not knowing that it originally started over how somebody treated a female over in the 80s. Another point. Time frame, not neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for her to be like, yeah, I got smacked with a brick unjustly in front of this group full of people and nobody did anything. None of the men intervened or anything and then say that he was trying to kidnap them and nobody did anything. It's like, uh, it's possible, but I need to hear more before I respond. And it's the same now because now you hear a lot about it and it's like, OK, so y'all had a domestic dispute. Yeah, I saw that a lot online. Like, it was a domestic dispute. Houston is, uh, or I think it was in Houston, but, like, Texas overall is, like, a, it's not standard ground, but it's a, it's some law that allows you to defend yourself and you're not going to get in trouble for it. If somebody strikes you, hits you first, you can't hit them back. Right. Um, A lot of videos of the dude talking, like, he didn't, like, just beat her up. She hit me. It was a reflex hit back, so on and so forth. Right. And even the videos that they showed of her, like, whether it was for trolling on social media or not, but her verbally and physically messing with random people on the street at a different time. I don't know if it was that same day, but a different time she was being aggressive. And I think she had and had had or has another case of something unrelated. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a domestic dispute in which she's the aggressor. So it's like you have a history of doing certain shit. Yeah. And that's what we overlooked strictly for the space of gender. So what's that shit called? She's getting either way. They were they were, they were trying to hit it with like a felony or some shit. 
um, and the you know police are looking for her and a whole bunch of other shit. But it sparked this conversation online amongst, especially amongst like I've seen, uh, even when I've been dabbling on TikTok, I've seen a lot of these influencers go back and forth about people who were one thousand percent basically condemning black men as like you know scum to the earth. Like, are y'all gonna come back and like apologize? It, it was a lot. It's a lot of conversation around that. And I just found that to be kind of interesting. I was like, well, like, I, like the conversation mm-hmm. around. You can say, you can, you can be honest. I mean, I saw it was the consciously dude was one. For sure. He was. Um, um, I appreciate you standing firm and not backpedaling. I mean, you said what you said, but you're still wrong. You just refuse to admit that. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I feel like, I, I guess with, with me, the conversation is weird because I don't find it wrong to want to search for. To want to be like, hey, yo, like, pump your brakes until we get more information. I find that to be just dangerous with any fucking side that that turns somebody into a fucking bigoting piece of shit. Right. I I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier as far as certain people thinking within the box and certain people thinking outside of it. Like, the BDSM community are people that think outside the box and so on and so forth. This, is to me, is similar in that groupthink makes people choose or think that you can't be in support of somebody but still wait to get all the evidence and information first just because i say hey i want to hear more about this and get more information before i share my thoughts or my feelings or my perspective on this does not mean that you don't support women being protected but because groupthink and everybody has to choose a side and virtue signaling and all this other stuff, people think that I can't, I can't say, hey, let me be more informed on this. It's kind of the same thing with Israel and Palestinians, right? If you say free Palestine because you've done a little bit of research and understood that they deserve to be free and from their treatment of how things are going over there, you... Now those that are Jews or from Jerusalem, that's wrong. You're you're supporting Hamas, and it's like that's not you're not that's not what they said at all. They said that Palestine and Palestinians deserve to be treated better than they've been historically been treated in this country. We didn't say anything about the territory or your religion. We're just saying that we have to look at the entire picture. But it goes back to the emotional reactive piece that we talked about earlier. Yeah. People want you to emotionally respond a certain way to where context and information doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I think, like, the, the whole disregarding of, like, nuance and fucking, like, context, especially, it just makes people shit seem disingenuous when they talk about topics. It's like you're looking for specific outcomes and not necessarily just, like, the best outcome. It just is whatever your personal views are and to make them look like, you know, like you say a lot of time, like, this is the most virtuous thing, hiding behind, like, a whole bunch of, like, you know, protecting women, it's the same thing. Protecting women can veil hating men. Protecting men can veil hating women. And that shit is, like, fucking dangerous as fuck. Because people aren't talking about, yo, like, nobody's saying, like, she's justified in getting hit. The issue actually is, like, bro, the narrative she placed is the shit that gets niggas killed. And that right. shit is the most nastiest part about this. It's one thing, because you could have just flat out said, we got in a fight and dog hit me. But to say, he to turn a bottle into a brick... To say that he hits you un- unprovoked after you turned down his number. Like, there's a bunch of underlying narratives that plays on this fucking ongoing, long-standing shit of niggas being these big, hyper-masculine, over-sexualized monsters walking down the street. And you lean into that to get some money. And right. that shit's fucking nasty. Right. You, at, 
to a degree, it's situations like that. Not to choose sides, but this is a part of the conversation. It's situations like that and responses like that that make me say that black men are more unprotected than we like to acknowledge. Yes, in today's society, the theme is speaking on how women are so unprotected. Mm. And in our community, how black women are so unprotected. And they're the most unprotected beings on this planet in, in America, this day, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And part of me wants to say, nah, I'd rather say black people, the black body, black individuals, descendants of Africans, whatever you want to identify as, those people are the most unprotected, male or female. Mm-hmm. Because in situations like this, where even against our own, we are not protected from safety and truth because somebody can understand a stereotype or a narrative and how it could benefit them and they'll use that selfishly and it makes us look even worse and the sad part is nobody will second guess it nobody will question it nobody will nothing somebody could say that about women and it'll be like ugh, some blowback but if you say that about men it's like nope i 100 percent believe that that happened because these men are trash especially black men they just that any other blah 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 and it's like Whoa, nobody's sticking up for us. Nobody's saying that that's not the truth. Nobody's saying, hey, let's hear more information first. And if they do, then they are ostracized just as much as us. They're guilty by association, which means there is no protection for black men. Yeah. And that gets that that will be my frustration because it it brings out part of a conversation that needs to be had more. And we don't allow ourselves to have that. Who hit who is not the important part of the conversation. You weaponizing someone's gender and how that gender stereotype is perpetuated in society that hunts them for your own personal financial gain is the issue. Yeah. It's a moral issue. Whose morals are at play here? And you, and I, you didn't utilize any. I would say shit like that. Like one flat out a moral issue, but also like the same way, like what motherfuckers said, like that's putting somebody's life at risk. Cause Absolutely. like if, if the shit goes, if there's no investigation, if it goes the way some of this other shit goes, you, this nigga goes, like, at best, goes to jail. At worst, you know, who's, who's to say somebody, like, you know, everybody got somebody that cares about them. Like, who's to say niggas don't take they, you know, she, who, niggas she knows don't take it into their own hands. Are you hitting girls with bricks? I didn't hit her with a, you'll never even get out, you'll never even get the phrase out that I hit her with a, We know in jail that, when it comes to raping or molesting children mm-hmm. and assaulting women in an egregious way, that shit that'll get your ass whooped in jail. At best. And if you're if you're put in prison unjustly because she lied, that means you're going to not just have to go to jail and have a crappy experience. You're going to have a worse than usual experience because of the thing that's placed on you, only for it to not be true in the first place. And we already know, going back to how black men are treated, that there's a lot of black men that are charged and put in prison unjustly for false anything. Yeah. We're accused. Some of them are convicted or not convicted, but we're, we're definitely the most accused unjustly. We're definitely the most jailed unjustly. And we're seeing all these people that, oh, yeah, I've been in jail for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And it finds out that I have to be exonerated because it was a lie. I can expect 30 years ago for a white woman to do that. But for somebody in our own community to do that, 
It's like, damn, we're not even safe from our own. And I think that's part of the issue that needs to be addressed. Not every woman, not all black women, not all men, but there are there are women and other people in our community that are willing to manipulate stereotypes about black men for their benefit and not realize the consequences at hand, how you are taking away somebody's life because you're playing into a stereotype. So continuing this, you know, couple black men things do you care about this fucking uh dress conversation that keeps happening because marlon wayne's went on uh i guess he went on one of the things and it was like you know he was defending like you know wearing a dress as a comedian into being like an artistic choice and he used like you know uh robin williams you know getting like an oscar nod if he got an oscar for mrs doubtfire or um I think he said like Dustin Hoffman, but this conversation in general, like, is it terrible for fucking comedians to wear to wear dresses? Is it emasculating? Is it uh, artistic expression and so on and so forth? And do I care? Not really. Do I have an opinion on it? Absolutely. Um, I think it's both. Big surprise for me playing both sides. <laughs> um, I think it's both because. I'm completely okay in certain situations with it being artistic expression if it really is artistic expression. Now, if we look at, I want to say entertainment. I was going to say cinema, but cinema hasn't always been around. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We're waiting to see. We got to make sure logistically that ain't nothing cutting off on us. Make sure that we good. Of course, we don't know how long it hated, though. In some form or fashion, this should be seamless-ish. Well, however I cut this, it'll look. You got to start a whole new one, or does it pick up? Oh, oh no. This picks up right where we left off. It'll just be like, you know, when y'all see this shit um, on the internets, granted the camera gives us gives us its blessing. Uh, then, yeah, it'll be a quick cut. But I feel like audio-wise, I didn't. It just went. F- f- nice and seamless. So yeah, I don't even remember. I remember it was something about the dress shit or whatever. I, know, I remember exactly what it was. I was just trying to find the goddamn post at a little protein. <laughs> and I can't find it. It kind of is hitting me because I know what I double clicked on shit. This is what you get. Little mama. Now I don't see it. So now I'm upset. But whatever you do see. <laughs> But all right, uh, picking up further. Sorry for the technical difficulties, people. Uh, we don't really have to announce it because you would know shit. But it is what it is. So as, as far as donate uh, to our GoFundMe, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm serious. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make one I'm of those. Listen. I think it's bullshit. I'm gonna make one of those for yeah, the camera fund. For the, definitely for the setup. Fund our progression. Yep. And we will award you with some sort of something that has to do with this we grow you grow god damn it Bars. um but yeah i'm 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 both i'm on both sides when it comes to that when it comes to artistic creative expression i'm completely fine with that and i think the part that i was going to transition into before we had to take the technical difficulty issues uh it's not something new like Long time ago, women weren't allowed to be in entertainment. 
Mm-hmm. So plays and things of that nature, you had all men cast that were playing both fe- male and female characters, especially when you think of Chinese and Japanese culture, you know, face powdered up and all of that. Like you, you are dressed up as a woman because women aren't allowed to act in this space. So a man has to play this role. So it's not something new or something that was done back then to make you like, oh, he's He's a feminine boy, so let's make him play the role of a woman. It's just like, no, women aren't allowed to act, and we are the actors. So in order to get this artistic display put on for the rest of the masses, somebody has to play the woman. Mm. And if the woman is the star of the story, shit, and I want to be the star, I want to be the best actor, I want to play that role of the woman or the antagonist or protagonist or whatever adjacent to her in this movie. So... I get throughout history there have been spaces where men have played women and it hasn't been an issue. So I don't see why it has to be an issue today. Now, the other side of that is I do understand for how in America there are a lot of systems that have been in play to disrespect, emasculate, and and downgrade the prowess of black men. That's nothing new from them cutting off our genitalia and wearing it as trophies to buck breaking and all these things. There's, there's been practices in this country that this country was founded on that are practices to emasculate black men. So I would not be surprised if a lot of people in the film industry, in the entertainment industry are in support of putting men in spaces where they are emasculated just to make sure that it portrays men a particular way. So it's kind of a both. And for me, I just would look at the intention behind it. Kind of like how we talked about off air when I said, uh, when I gave the example of a living color, mm-hmm. like Keenan definitely was dressed up as a woman in the early days of in living color, but that's cause hell it's really just my family and the homies here creating this thing and we trying to make money off of it and get big. So we don't have the ability to hire anybody else. And it's funny for comedic purposes to have some six foot five black man (laughs) dressed up as a woman looking ugly as shit with an ugly outfit on trying to be portrayed as attractive. Right. Same thing. Mm. Like we same show we had Wanda. And that's kind of what put Jamie Foxx on the map of like, I'm portraying this super ugly, aggressive, built woman that's trying to be soft and like get men to like her. And it's the comedic aspect of it. Like I can understand Mm. in those regards, it had nothing to do with emasculating black men. It had nothing to do with any (laughs) Illuminati-esque type situations. It had nothing to do with any gay agendas. It's just the fact that we all we got So somebody has to play this role and we're all comedians. So it's funny as hell to be able to take this person and put them in this type of situation. Can't say the same thing about Tyler Perry. Can't say the same thing when it comes to Big Mama's House 1 and 2. Can't say the same thing when it comes to all these other movies (laughs) or dudes having to put on dresses for a script that somebody else created. So I, I can't I can't say it's 100 percent negative in certain areas, but I also can understand how it's not negative at all. So I'm kind of on the fence about it. it. I think it depends on the situation and the person and the intent. 
some script written by some white Jewish person and they're looking for a black dude to play this role and they want to put him in the dress and they're making these changes last minute because they think it'll be funny. I, 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 like you said earlier, cultural competency, you're not being culturally competent. You're trying to monetize my name or something for your benefit, but you don't have to deal with the embarrassment. No, I'm not cool with that. I think, I, I think, um, I think there's space definitely for, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the word is, artistic expression for this is what the story calls for. This is just mm-hmm. flat out fucking funny. Cause a lot of shit on there, like you made a good point. Like if I'm talking about, uh, in living color, it's just us. Like this story is funny. This skit is funny. It's a, sto- it's a skit about a woman. I have to either, even if I'm just on stage as a comedian, I have to be effeminate in how I, you know, do this, uh, mimic this fucking do these, you know, little, um, mannerisms and shit. Cause that's where the fucking joke lies. I'm not, you know, uh, making myself emasculated or effeminate just for no reason. Like, you know, this is for the joke. It makes sense. Right. I think definitely when you look at it through like a Hollywood lens and all of a sudden, like, you know, the little, little nuances that, that, that you put on it, make it, make it questionable. Like, you know, this motherfucker was great, but all of a sudden their trajectory like jumped off after this, you know, quote unquote role where they might've been, you know, way way less than like they shouldn't have had to do that but like i think that's beyond putting in a dress like we talk about um motherfuckers try to like act like denzel is like not one of the greatest actors but we gave him an oscar when he played a dirty ass cop or uh he got a nod when he was in glory as if there weren't other films like and that's when he's like fucking cooking like denzel is getting to it and y'all like glory is the one where everybody's like oh this is this is amazing or we look at um you know, Angela Bassett's career, like, so she, I feel like she got snubbed. You know, no diss to Jamie Lee Curtis, but she got snubbed. Multiple la- times. Yeah. And even, like, last year, like, like in a movie, I'm going to I'm stand on, I'm going I'm to die on this hill. In a movie where it's a, a flying motherfucker throwing spaceships, a girl and a, a woman in a, in a super panther suit, explosions and shit, the motherfucker who took the screen every time she walked on there was Angela Bassett. Like, she flat out deserved supporting actress. And... Love that she got her Oscar, but it kind of like, you know, you throwing her one for this one. And there's all these other roles. We talk about Halle Berry. Halle Berry has had a star set a career. And we get one where she got to be turned up over with Billy Bob, even in the fucking back. That movie depressing as shit. Right. Awards. I think those are the other ways that we, we especially as men or people that are super consumed by the conspiracies. Mm-hmm they overlook that part too. Like, yeah, there may be some part of the system that's trying to emasculate black men by making them put on dresses, but look at what women have also have to go through in this space just to be recognized or how they have been overlooked multiple times. And like, uh, I know that Marlon kind of used the example of Robin Williams is like, uh, Mm. look, look at the context, right? Yeah. The story is not him being, an effeminate woman. The story is, I love my kids. My ex-wife will not allow me to see my kids at all. She just thinks that I'm a terrible person and she's monopolizing my ability to spend time with my children. And I love my children, but I'm going through some shit. And the best way that I can spend more time with my kids is to be a fucking nanny and pretend that I'm not who I am just Mm -hmm. so I can spend time with my children. Right. Or even if we go back to talking about uh, In Living Color, you had Jim Carrey on there that was playing Vera DeMilo. 
He wasn't always putting on a dress, but he's playing the the aesthetic of me being this masculine looking fitness woman that talks, Mm -hmm. you know, just super granted. He don't have the body for it, which is part of the comedic aspect of it. But super deep voice following swallowing massive amounts of steroids. And I'm supposed to be a beautiful woman, but I'm talking like this and I have yellow teeth. And like that's part of the comedic aspect of it. That's not something that's made to emasculate men but the flip side i could understand taking wesley snipes and fucking um patrick swayze and making making them to wong fu right now i also understand the premise of that movie because Mm -hmm. representation for cross-dressers it's more of an lgbtq movie so taking people that are trying to make it okay and acceptable for someone to be in a part of the LGBTQ community and cross dress or dress and drag or whatever you want to call it. Um, no disrespect to John Languizamo because I didn't mention him, but they were bigger artists at that time than he mm. was. Um, but that was more of an LGBTQ movie to show like, hey, you don't have to hate on us or kill us just for our lifestyle choices. Now that movie was meant to make these masculine men look feminine Mm -hmm. because they're playing in drag but i also understand the premise of the movie now did they have to go find patrick swayze and wesley snipes no (laughs) they didn't have to pick them but also if we got anybody else that was a nobody would people come and see the movie yeah no i think that was for show trying to like right let's 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 manipulate or monopolize off the fact that they are who they are and get the ability to help ticket sales go up and that's part of the selling point for them hey for the people that are in this community, you know, this will show your range as an actor. They'll definitely bring it like they're making it seem how it's going to be mutually lucrative for all of us. If you put yourself in this role to portray the stories of the people going through this experience. So I can understand the artistic expression for Tu Wong Fu. And I remember watching Tu Wong Fu as a kid and I didn't think it was a bad movie. I understood the premise of it. It ain't my get down, but I get it. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad film. I don't think, well, some of these are bad films. If you, some if you, of them, yeah, some of them are just, they ain't hit. I think that gets into a bigger conversation. I think you can have a conversation about the dress thing, but to me, it makes me think of, because I, um, I watched American Fiction this weekend, and I think it gets into the bigger conversation of my one of my favorite soapboxes, of niggas making bullshit, like of, of, of getting into the films, us making films, and being more staunch on films that, tell better stories of us stories that aren't so tied to trauma because the dress thing if niggas want to be like you know stop just saying like you know taking shots at at, at the gay community like you can you can tie that you feel that you know there are all these other things that have been made to demasculate or make us weak characters or make it like it's only you can only see us sometimes there's this thought that you only see like positive versions of us when we're like you know uh, that don't necessarily make me represent you. Like you maybe think like you see a really cool movie and the character's awesome, but they might have to be like gay as if you can't identify with those characters, which I don't really agree with. Cause like I watch like, even if I'm using just cause it's the most recent film in my head, if I'm using American fiction, one of the characters is gay, like Sterling K Brown plays his brother, mm-hmm. brother's gay. And even that is like a, a conversation of, uh, not being seen by your father. Like he talks, like there's a scene where he, they're talking and he talks about like the dad, you know, spoiler alert. Um, the dad didn't know he was gay. He died not knowing his son was gay. And he right. was like, even that is not necessarily the best idea 
that he went that he passed on not knowing all parts of me as if he'd have been able to live here live here and hate me but know me all together and that you know speaks to like a black man experience yeah. whether you gay straight indifferent whatever the hell you like you know uh fucking little bouncy balls like that there's this disconnect because of you know emotional sternness from like a the men of yesteryear so i just feel like you know for me it turns into a conversation just niggas should tell better stories and i've never felt more seen from a character than in this fucking film because me and monk man we vibing on one on some of this shit because i don't know if i'd have gone as far as like do what he did i'll take that back if i was a right nigga i'd have done what he did but i'd have i don't know if, I'd have, i don't know if i'd have had as much of a moral conundrum because y'all are weirdos but yeah. i yeah. think I think my 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 minor frustration, adding in a little bit of the conspiracy theory, is it with it is there's people you can get that can properly represent. Mm-hmm. I understand you want to make money and get your return within the films, so you don't want to go with a nobody. But um, what is the name of that damn show? The LGBTQ show that showed like the kind of like the inner workings of the drag scene and the LGBTQ club community. Uh, Pose. Pose. Yeah. Pose. Pose had a lot of people on there that were virtually nobodies and it mm-hmm. did fantastic and they're all members of the community. But I think that's one thing where I think sometimes uh, the black community might like have a little envy because they support their own. Like, I feel like there's a lot of support in the gay community where, like, if you... I I understand that, and I understand because we look at them, uh, members of the LGB... I don't want to say them because I've shared before part of the queer spectrum. Um, They look at the LGBTQ community the same way that they look at Jews. It's like they run the entertainment industry, so of course they have support in there already, which is true and not true at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler is Jewish, but he still had to figure out ways to get his movies to hit, and he keeps using the same people. Why? Because I care about my group of friends, so I'm going to make sure that we all eat on my productions, keeping my oh, money in-house. Well, fucking concept. I'm not mad at that, but that's not a Jewish thing. That's a, hey, this is my people thing, because everybody in his group ain't Jewish. It's kind of an R thing. We should be doing the same thing, but we do it in the, the Tubi ways as opposed to anything else like we should be finding ways to to support our own in a number of different ways lgbtq included like there's no reason why we can't have successful shows like pose and be on major networks as opposed to just settling for like i said a tubi movie or something because it's low budget we ain't really try to find the representation or the support from it we just want to do some independent shit and we're doing i want to do independent shit because i want the the notoriety and the praise and i want the benefits financially as opposed to i'm creating this to put out a good story that everybody can identify with and enjoy but i think that's part of like our issue that was one of the issues covered in the film like that's one of the main characters biggest issues is that you know not to this you know anybody over there making movies in Tubi, but our movies are very much so telling those same... Same adages. Same narratives where it's like, you could just tell a story. Like, you could just tell a story and put us in it because our lives are not... As much as our lives are, like, connected to our traumas and issues, like, some of us just, like, you know, like, every day you're not... I don't sell drugs. 
Like I'm not, you know, I'm not like a, a victim of like some like extreme trauma. Sometimes you could just tell regular people's stories. And I feel like, you know, uh, I've said this before, man, I want y'all to do better. Cause I feel like I know the girl probably, the woman probably not tired, but y'all just, man, the, the, the fucking weight of just the average Joe black person story. Y'all be put, we putting all the weight on Issa's shoulders, man. She's like yeah, the only she, motherfucker she out here. She can't be the only one. God and we have damn. Tyler, but because of our our stance to a degree on black men wearing dresses and the DL lifestyle and the possibility of that, we we shit on Tyler not realizing how he has contributed to us having a space and we don't utilize it like we should. Are we talking Tyler Perry? Tyler? Yeah, Tyler Perry. Oh shit! But I think the shit with Tyler is Tyler is in a position of power to tell better stories, and it's like, okay, man, if he, you he keeps telling the same shit, but I think if we embraced, I don't care if you wear a dress and that's how you got into the game. Okay, you Madea, I don't care if you possibly may have a little uh, DL in you or whatever. I don't, I don't care. I care about the fact that you have done all of this and created a space for Black people to come and create films, and we want to challenge you to allow you to allow us to have access to your resources to create non-conventional stories. Tyler Perry, I'm sure, has the money and the resources to be able to create a Static Shock movie if he wanted to. Mm. Does he have to really get the rights from DC? No, because they ain't really using it. I'm sure if Tyler Perry went to DC and said, hey, I want to create a Static Shock TV show. Shit, James Gunn over there, we don't know what the fuck might happen, so. We don't. Let's hope. <laughs> Something. We have no idea. But I'm saying he has enough notoriety to be able to go to a major label and say that. Even somebody like a Byron Allen, he has the money to be able to do certain things, but even he has faced certain situations. It's like you have the money and the platform. If we support these people more, they would have the ability or give us the access to having the ability to create these stories that are not in alignment with he cheated on me and I'm the dope boy's girlfriend and I have to survive. I think it's a two way, two way street. I think one, the consumers have to be louder about, you know, like, and be willing to take more chances on stories that nigga, they might not identify with y'all. Like I, I don't watch this shit, so I don't care. But like everybody, like, you know, I, I understand the adage. Everybody's mama auntie has said the same variation of it's black folks in it. So we supporting, mm -hmm. but everything that has us in it, is not good. It's not our, and it can't, and that can't be the only and major shit. It shouldn't be fucking housewives of fucking uh, Reseda. Who gives a shit? Like, that shit is, that shit, at a certain point, nigga, that's like you're being an active contributor to, you know, kind of bad, like just bullshit narratives that kind of like, you know, plague the mind and all that other shit. Like, I think even with a Tyler Perry thing, we was all fucking with Medea on the plays because back then, that's when the shit was like, it had its substance. I feel like somewhere along the line, it just became rinse and repeat because it was making a lot of fucking money. And I'm not saying nobody to like turn down the millions, but at a certain point, that rinse and repeat shit stopped being reminiscent of like the stories your granny might tell you that had to do with God that really hit. And then it just turned into some, you know, kind of trauma porn fiasco shit that just painted us in a very specific light of bullshit, rinse, repeat, go to church you know, jig dance and <laughs> which I, I appreciate that it highlights how deeply ingrained the bullshit is in our community. Cause a lot of Medea stuff isn't inaccurate, but it's not inaccurate because we keep staying within the same goofy ass box of how a Southern Christian person is supposed to function. And if we allow ourselves to step outside of the, like he got big because black folks, Southern black folks and Christian folks supported him. 
great. Now, if he made some stories that weren't in alignment with that, would they still have supported these stories? Mm-hmm. You don't have Medea, who's big burly woman that's cussing and shooting and all that other stuff. Red ball. Right. <laughs> if you don't have this character and the story doesn't take place with some people singing on stage about Lord Jesus, save me and send me a good man. And all, if you don't, if you remove those things, do you still support the, the artistic creativity or not? And I think to your point, that's kind of what, what we're both saying in some regard is like, we, we keep supporting the bullshit, which is why nobody else creates anything different, and that's the problem. Well, I would say between that, I still have to go see Book of Clarence. I've heard good things. I've heard good um, things about that as well. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, these should be more normal, and I, and it shouldn't be so thirsty for these things to happen. Like, no disrespect, I like everybody got they got their money, and... Um, you know, it's a cult classic for everybody, but like the same way we like ran to go see uh Color Purple, which to me is honestly like a just right almost a slave movie. Pretty much. But like I'm not hearing this. It's me and like my certain friends who I know is into the shit that are like rooting out it's fucked up to try to pit like don't pit black people together. But like between that and like American fiction, which is like a story that like I feel like we need. Like that is very like telling of how we function, but it's like Let's do some other shit. Like, fucking Lionel uh, won supporting actor for um, The Bear. I thought that shit was dope. Like, you Lionel know, I just, from uh, Tyler, the Creator's group? Yep. Like, even that group. I fucked with that little group. Them niggas is, you they know, They allowed just, themselves to branch out. They were exactly. these goofy-ass, immature kids doing silly shit at one point in time. And they've all transitioned into being more within film and things of that nature in a more serious way. With the exception of... Uh, I know Lionel and the other nigga. Hey, I think was it Taco. I think he's the only one that's still kind of on the goofy shit a little bit. But either way, I just want y'all. I like the 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 goal is for me. I always want niggas to expound and tell better stories. Like we got it's way more diverse shit than niggas could be talking about, and y'all say mm. the same shit. I want us to expound on it and be authentic and tell the real truth. Yeah, because I think we expand on it a little bit. But we kind of bullshit it. So that makes me think of um, the League of Magical Negroes or whatever. Uh, I saw that. I saw another preview for that shit. I'm, I'm, right. I'm and so I, I was talking, I was actually talking with Sam about that because she sent me, I guess, uh, uh, one of the black writers for Ebert's mm-hmm. movie review company or whatever. Um, and I read the review and he gave it like a one star. And he's like, This is probably one of the worst movies that I've ever seen. Mainly how I read it is because they did exactly what we thought. You start out with the ability to really talk about some racial issues and undertones, and you end up focusing more on the romantic rom-com aspect of it and not really diving into the real shit that you should be diving into. So we don't learn about what's really going on in the league and why they've chosen the stance that they've tans. We don't dive into this character who could actually make a pivot and address some shit. It's just, it's basically on what he shared. He's like, it's the last scene or the last part of the movie where the main character goes on this rant talking about 
uh, racial issues, but that's the only part of the movie that yeah, addresses see. the shit that you really should be addressing. Like, why are they creating this magical league of people that are trying to make white people feel more comfortable because it's safer? For that could have been a saving grace. I'd have fucked with that if that was a theme. I just don't. I don't give a fuck about the rom com part. Yeah, they, they. I think they used the rom com part to be able to be accepted and get funded by a studio to put the movie out in the first place, as opposed to like saying, "No, I'll make sure this is a smaller budget film." If I'm able to tell a story that really addresses the shit that my community needs to talk about. But no, you wanted to make it an interracial rom-com to kind of overshadow the racial shit a little bit more to make it more palatable or comfortable for white people. And that's that's the point of the movie. You're doing the shit that niggas was created for in the movie, which we shouldn't be doing in the first place. So you you're not addressing the real issue. You're fucking it up and making it worse. So I think that's kind of like. It's coincidental with, like, if I'm just standing on this movie, like, that, you know, the American fiction comes out along with this type of film being out. Because that movie is very, like, takes a lot of beats on explaining to white people, like, you know, the little nuances. Because, like, everybody in the movie, is, it's not like that, get out of this town, nigger. But, like, it shows, like, these little intricate ways of, like, white people. Like, I even had those thoughts in the theater where, like, it's white people watching this film. And there's a bar, he says, like, in there. He's like, white people don't want like the truth white people want to be um i forget the word but they want to be like relieved of the guilt of like mm. of white guilt or whatever so like you know you might so there's a lot of beats in this film like even of that and i'm like okay cool like that's something i could watch and that we could express to get nigga to like get to the root of some of these topics as opposed to just kind of glossing them over like the whole movie ebbed and flowed i think very well through we're going to look at like how racism looks on this end, how we should take responsibility for our own storytelling, how that affects our community. But even the little like inner family dynamics, like the relationship with, you know, you hear stories of the dad, the relationship with them is like because everybody's like, quote unquote, successful. But you have that little emotional dynamics, his own personal like struggles and angers is like a black man. I'm like, oh, I kind of relate to some of those mm-hmm. stresses and angers because it's not that. uh it's like that, like, seething, deep beat anger that you feel like as a black man walking around here. Like, it ain't necessarily like I got pulled over yesterday, but that same trope of not getting picked up. Uh, there's a there's thing where there's one where he does, they do the usual, you can't get picked up as a cat, by a cab. But then there's one part where he gets frustrated where he's like, he goes into a bookstore. And it's like, why is my book not in, like, the philosophy or mythology area? Because that's what I wrote the book for. It's an African-American study because I happen to be black. So, like, you know, little intricate things that you can talk about as opposed to niggas down bad because sad is like right and and like i said i i do want us to to be able to talk about those stories too but do it in a much better way because to a degree they cloned tyrone was that talking about the stereotypes mm-hmm. of the black community of lower income black communities and how people get caught up in these stereotypes and there's these same characters and this that and the other blah blah, blah and how it's manipulated by white privilege and white system it gets deeper, but it starts off by talking about the stereotypical. Because I feel like if you're, my bad, I feel like oh. if you're a storyteller, like if you're a real writer, you got into the industry wanting to tell good stories, you got to look at like, I love Lord of the Rings, but you got to look at some shit like that. And it's like, how nice would it be to be able to have the freedom to just tell this story with a bunch of motherfuckers on screen that look like me? And sure, I can cover a lot of themes. Everything has to have like a tying point to real life, but like, I don't have to be so obligated to be like, and so we was, or, uh, you know, racism, like, is beating our ass. Like, you could really just tell some pre, 
I don't know, like what 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 motherfuckers might have thought, um, what kind of should have been like this, just fantasy black story about nothing but this good ass story. Punk. Yeah, like just the freedom that you can tell a story the way the way white people tell stories. Whether I'm watching fucking uh, and I and I think about that like when I think about uh, I was I was at the house the other day and I saw my mom, my, my grandma watching um, it's this movie with Denzel. I think we don't give Denzel enough credit for like when he was like really like getting in his bag with movies like before it was popular. Eighties and nineties Denzel. It's a movie with him and Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe is like this digital fucking killer dude that comes to life. And I was like, I was watching that shit with her because like I've watched that shit when I was a kid. And I watched it through it. Oh, my, uh, um, I was gonna say the one with um, I was gonna say it was a mnemonic man or something like that. But that's with um, that's with Keanu Reeves. That's with it? Keanu Reeves. Russell but Crow, I know which one you're talking about. What the fuck is this movie? Damn, and I like that movie um, too. I can't remember. Damn, they were in American Gangster together too. I I forgot that part. Virtuosity. Virtuosity. There we yes. go. And I just that feel was like a good movie. Yeah, I feel like virtuosity. Like I feel like that shit don't get enough credit. Or even fucking. Um, even though this is all still pretty like sci-fi, because I feel like niggas like just bypass fantasy. But like even uh, Wesley Snipes and like um, Demolition Man. I just feel like like them two motherfuckers like in that era where it was like everybody seemed like they was doing the same shit. That was a shot in the dark. But, but here's the issue with that. Those are right white creations where they found popular black actors That's to boost their ratings and their sales. That is a bar. And then when Denzel was fighting that fucking like body hopping serial killer, yeah, yo, Denzel really got has gotten the fuck off, yo, because he was he was trying to get his foot in the door, and they knew that we gonna take this really attractive black man and put him in as many movies as we can because he can act really good and he's attractive, and he's gonna make us money. Same thing with Holly. Gorgeous yeah. ass black woman. It ain't too many black women in our community that were accepted worldwide as sex symbols. Denzel was able to do that and Holly was able to do that. So of course white people were gonna utilize them to make more money for their creations. But why can't we do the same thing? It's a bar. So that that would be my issue with that is like, yes, those actors were given opportunities to step outside of the norm and be a part of these creative expressions. But they were white creations and they were utilized as, I don't want to say pawns, but they were utilized to be able to benefit them. Why can't we create the same stories for ourselves? Valid. We got a lot of questions. Even with black, fucking Black Panther. Black Panther was only accepted because it was a Marvel movie. Yeah. Because Black Panther's been around. Black Panther was on HBO. Had the animated series years ago. Nobody watched that shit but us. Oh, dude. Nigga, dog walk up. I watched Beat that Beat the shit. brakes off a of cap as he's supposed to. I go back and watch that on YouTube repeatedly. Repeatedly. And they trying to dog him in the comics I've read. I haven't read in a, uh, some Black Panther shit in a while, but I'll be following some of these geek pages. I'm scared to get back into it because I've heard they've been really... They've been really getting into Child of the Blues for a couple of years now. I don't like that. Don't, yeah. Because, of course, you can I didn't like that they got divorced. That's another. You know what? That's another thing. Okay, and then I'm done with uh, American Fiction. Y'all should go watch it. But, um, you know, uh, Eric Alexander. Um, if you, if you watch Living Color, Maxine, like, she's in there. She plays the uh, his love interest, Chocolate Woman. Black people was fucking kissing on black people, dog. Oh my god. 
all these like his his like the like his like you know like housekeeper took care of his mom plate aunt whatever the fuck like she found love old country black dude that was like the uh, little cop of the town they found love in old age was kissing on each other and shit black fucking love was in there yeah his sister got divorced and we didn't waste a lot of time on that it was another sad thing that happens with that but it, other than that we didn't waste a lot of time there it was cool shit here bro cause y'all be having too much shit where niggas don't be kissing on so that's another thing I mean they do but she be in black. toxic situations but we can have a movie like uh, my big fat Greek wedding and have three of those or crazy rich, rich Asians and have two of those all these movies about people loving those within their community and it's positive but also funny at the same time but the way that we do it has to be toxic and dramatic and ghetto yeah, I mean, they have a fight, but, like, it's not a fight where you leave where you feel like it's irredeemable. Like, you're just like, all right, you know, if I can I can imagine that this probably turned itself around. So, yeah, yo, uh, go watch the fucking movie and support other, quir- support quirky black shit. We got some questions, though. But. Plenty. Damn. <sighs> um. <clears throat> all right, I like that y'all wasn't trying to get, like, you know. Fucking open your fucking third eye. <laughs> Yet, what's this one? Drake versus Most Def. Is that really a versus? I don't think that's a versus. They mean Drake versus Most Def. What? Because he made the comment about Drake not being real hip hop. I think that's that. That was mainly where we would go with it. Like, but like, he's not. So what are we talking about? I mean, yeah, I guess that's like a personal preference thing. But 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 they did this on Joe Button, and Joe Button them did a real good job of like explaining this. Like, if you listen to most Def, you listen to the rest of the interview. Most Def's conversation is not solely about music. It's about like it gets into like a real using your platform for betterment of of us as a community. Like right. hip hop in and of itself was like you know people kind of move the goalposts. I'm like you know it's a it's a radical expression, so you express yourself the way you want to. And yes, but also like. There was a responsibility at one point of hip hop to be like for the betterment of the community of mm-hmm. the people. You're supposed to be saying some shit. Use your platform to do something, you know, or even the content that you say. So coming from a most deaf perspective, like, yeah, I feel like they're just on two different sides of hip hop. Like, they do they both make music? Yes. You might give, obviously, the commercial success to Drake, but that gets into, you know, whether whatever y'all consider hating about, like, what's good music and what's music that, like, means something has purpose and from a most deaf perspective now you're not making music that really like helps push culture or people forward it's not making you think it sounds good you but then you know you're gonna go home and feel like you know your girl you like you'll leave a drake album and maybe go search through a woman's phone which is fucking nuts so right like it kind of like you know what i'm saying like and i'm not saying I, I got a bunch of drake shit in my phone like but i don't but i understand i understand the point and I, most stuff most makes a fucking point if you look at right. it from that perspective, and, and and that's the perspective that I would want to stand on because to me it's we've talked about gatekeeping, mm-hmm. and I feel like Drake being considered the face of hip hop is what happens when you don't gatekeep. Hmm. We know that pop music is popular culture music. Mm-hmm. Right. It's 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 better to be monetized. It's profitable. It creates a certain image. It creates a certain feel. It it, it, it influences pop culture. That's what Drake is. Drake is influenceable in pop culture. 
we in our community used to know the difference between rap and hip hop. Mm -hmm. We don't know the difference between rap and hip hop now because so many other people's hands are in our cookie jar and dictating what type of cookies go in it in the first place to where we can't even differentiate what the difference is within the shit that we created. Yeah, grab us by the pussy, man. It's crazy. So we used to know that like, yeah, dilated peoples or fucking uh, roots come since before he switched. Like all these people were hip hop artist mm. and then your rap artists were more so your your Tupacs, your gangster rap, your ice cubes and all them. They were rappers, rap artists, and these people were hip hop artists, the backpackers, the underground individuals. We knew the separation between the two. And the more that we started tracing <clears throat> money and selling images and certain stories to these white owned companies for profit that's when the lines got blurred. So now you have fucking Drake being the face of rap slash hip hop. It's even like in our categories on our phone. It's rap slash hip hop. It doesn't say hip hop or rap. Well, I think we have rock. We have heavy metal. We have yeah, alternative. That. We have all these different categories for rock, all of which was really influenced and created by black people. But that's a whole nother conversation. But we don't have separation between rap, hip hop and pop. That makes sense. Cause like I, I I'll say I'll say like I enjoy a plethora of these artists. I feel like they all shouldn't. I just feel like yeah. I feel like they all shouldn't be all in the same spot, no. same pot. And I don't feel like one should represent the group. Cause like cause like at the same time, while I love most Def and um well Yaslin, Yaslin B, Yaslin B. You know I love I I I get in my backpacker bag, but also like sometimes like if I'm listening like word to Pac, like Pac could give me something conscious, and then you know. Pocket make them make them make yeah. them move in the club. You know what I'm saying? So right. like I feel like you you definitely need a mix of both, but I definitely think there needs to be more conversation about what this particular type of music is. It's popular, it's good, but what exactly makes one the best and like the face of something and is just oh he's the most because they got the like the the person that the two niggas you can always put up if we're saying this is the big three and if we're trying to put like a responsibility on an artist, do you have to do this? No. But if you're gonna just take the criticism, just fucking eat that. Cause while there's Drake, you do have niggas and niggas made. Now, only thing I can say, like, niggas tried to make us think about um, Kendrick, who told us to go to therapy. That nigga gave us uh, however many tracks of Get Your Fucking Life Together, and in there was still some bops. So it's kind of, you know, people got to be louder about, I think, on the other side of this is great music, too, and this nigga could be the face as well. And J. Cole kind of does a bit of both. J. Cole will just... Feature his way on on your track, ether you, and then go tell you to go home and like kiss your wife and kids or some shit. But I think those would be the three distinctions because they're all elders now. Mm -hmm. They're not really new artists, but that's another aspect. Drake would be a pop. I say Kendrick would probably be rap and J. Cole would be more hip hop. That's they, a cool distinction. They are the top in their category, which is fine, but because Drake is Black-ish, black adjacent, <laughs> mildly black identifying, which he tries to identify more with the Jewish side as he gets older. Wonder why that is. <laughs> because he's <sighs> considered black, he gets lumped into the rap category, and it's an unacceptable to put him in any other category, which is not true. His music isn't rap or hip-hop music. He's a pop artist, and that's okay. 
Michael Jackson was the king of pop. Why can't we allow Drake to be a pop sensation? Bars. Oh, we covered actually we covered Book of Clarence. I'm gonna skip that. Oh, it's sex stuff. Um Yay, let's have it. Do men who moan have better ejaculatory, non ejaculatory orgasms? I mean, I can't speak on them, but I'm gonna let I'm this, yeah. this motherfucker sing. <laughs> I'd be all right. I'd be cool. I'd be I'd be happy about mine. I think it's in the release. I'm gonna go in a different direction with this conversation or just answering this question. I think it's funny how like when we talk about men, we try to lump all men into a category. But when we talk about women, it's egregious for us to lump all women in a category. Ooh. We'll say, well, all women are not the same. All women don't like clitoral stimulation. Some may like penetration or some may not like this and they may like oral. Some love oral, but they don't like that. Like the mm-hmm. women are not a monolith and how you please us is not a monolith. And maybe you guys just, we don't have orgasms because you guys don't know what you're doing and you're trying to please us all the same way. I think this question could be an aspect of that on the opposite end of like all men don't reach their orgasm the same way. Are we designed to ejaculate? Yes. That's how our member and our nerves are designed, but all men don't come from the same things. We talked about kink earlier on in the show. There are some men that are okay with having a prostate play with, and that's how they reach orgasm. And there's some men that aren't. Booty hole. So I, I, I don't think moaning, you, you're boiling down the sexual pleasure of men to just moaning. That's the thing that's going to make them, like, that's just a response. What are you doing to get the response? I think that's the real question. Like, how do I do certain things to get this type of response from him? If I want to hear a man moan, whatever his moan may be, if I want to hear him moan, what are things that some men enjoy that get them to respond to me in this manner? Because I really want this this response. This response validates me. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, it's like you're you're lumping men into a category to ask that question as opposed to asking the real question of like, well, what are ways that we can please men in different ways to get that response from him, which the answer is going to be it's specific to that man. Have that conversation with him and be safe enough to allow him to answer authentically. If he say, yeah, I'll be honest with you, like, I don't mind beating it up and pleasuring you, but I may bust harder if you got your tongue in my ass and you jacking me off at the same time. I did, You might get the moan you're looking for and it's explosive. Like, that's that may be what you're looking for, but ask him and let him feel comfortable enough to answer that for you without being emasculated because he's telling you something that could be on the gay spectrum. That's bar. <laughs> I would say I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like if I'm just asking blankly the question, the question, I would assume if I'm putting some responsibility in the nigga part, like, yeah, because I feel like if you, as uh, definitely like in younger years, like held back on the whole sexual shit, trying to be captain performance, mm-hmm. and then you get into your era of like, I'm, you know, hitting my stride, absolutely better nuts because I'm more expressive and comfortable. But kind of back, piggybacking off your point, I'm in a space where I feel comfortable with this person. So, both one hand wash the other, whatever. Right. So yes, I feel like if you are, if moaning is what does it for you, I, I I correlate that to you being comfortable enough to release and to be as free and open in this motherfucker. Yeah, your shit's like better than nigga trying to. Because yeah, well, a man can moan or make noise, and he's still being a performative, stereotypical nigga. I had to because that's what he thinks what, he's supposed what to. Was do. The, what was the fucking shits back in the day where them niggas had the prosthetic dicks? And, oh! <laughs> Was it, uh, <laughs> Monsters of Cock. 
I think it was Monsters of Cock or some shit with the big them fake niggas, prosthetic. Them niggas oh, was going super oh, sane. To, but, and in my mind, correlated to my regular human nuts. I'm like, if I nutted that much, I would die. I feel like it's I would. It's not even physically possible. If it if it was if it was possible to hit that level of nut, I just don't think my body could like. I feel like, I, but I would do it though, because it's like, nigga, check. If I got to pick a way to check out, I'm going to pick right. the super nut. Because <laughs> what you what you went to what you went over there and, and jumped on a bomb, my right. boy, nigga. I, I think that's part boom. of it too, because like we 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 definitely. I think we grew up in the porn era, mm-hmm. and right now is the sex work era. So yeah. since we grew up in the porn era, we didn't really filter in that all the shit we were looking at was performative. So mm-hmm. the niggas moaning and screaming and how they bust the nuts was performative. That nigga did nut it three times already, but I got to make it look good for the production. Oh, yeah. Same thing with her. Like, she ain't really feeling pleased because you're doing that shit. She's performing. They're actors on both sides. So we think that that's how men are supposed to respond in order to validate us. And we think that that's how women are supposed to respond to validate us. But kind of what you shared, like, if I feel safe, well, that's the real question. What do you need to feel safe in our space of fucking for me to hear you feel comfortable enough to moan and really let that nut off? That was a lot of sex ones. I'm gonna give y'all two more sex ones, and I'm gonna save some of these. Y'all been horny, huh? Man, y'all horny, y'all horny, horny, horny. All right, uh, moist. I can knock this one. This this one is knockoutable. <laughs> have you? You know, you might not might feel bad about it, but yeah. And then the second one is cool. Um, have you ever faked an orgasm? If so, why? Yes, because um, I was fucking tired. Uh, yeah, it was just dick was going. Fake the orgasm or fake the nut? Which I mean. It can be yes for both, but I'm 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 rephrasing it that way for a reason because women assume that because we busted a nut that we had an orgasm. Oh, well, I guess both because I I didn't do either. I did like I didn't think the Houdini thing was the thing. I've done the spit thing, and then I've definitely done the like oh I got to pull out and like I caught it in my hand and I went and washed my hands real quick, but it was nothing. In I've, my done hand. I've done that. I've done that. Or act like, like you nutted in the condom and you really didn't. You just yeah, like all I just, right, I, I can yeah, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, let me wrap this up yeah. and let me oh yeah, I finished and let me hurry up and throw this condom away to make yeah. it look like yeah. So we we just like we ain't no different than y'all. We faked it too, or we've nutted and not had an orgasm. We just nut because that's how we're designed <laughs> to function. Our shit's gonna blast off at some point anyway. Not to mention, wait till you figure out just because I nutted don't mean you did a good job. Just because I nutted don't mean you did a good job at all. I could have nutted just because I was focused on some shit that made me nut. Or I was focused on some shit because I was trying to keep this this erection up because what you're doing ain't helping me keep that erection up or whatever the case is. Or like you said, safe space. I may want to have sex with you and I may be in the midst of sex with you, but I don't feel safe enough to have sex how I want to. So I'm not super aroused the way that I would like to mm-hmm. either because you're not doing a good job at whatever you're doing or something just doesn't feel safe. And, you know, you have the ability to say, I want to stop because this doesn't feel right. But if a dude says it, Lord forbid... So we fuck it. I'm here now. Let me go ahead and perform as best as I can. So let me focus on X, Y, and Z to try to make sure that I can finish performing properly. And ah, uh, fake nut, cause I'm ready to stop now. So yes, mm. I'm trying to pick between these two. I'm leaning towards this one, cause this one's the top one seems rather easy. I mean, if they're easy. We can do both. Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna do both. All right. All sex. I mean, they're kind of the same thing to a degree. I mean, they all cover sex. Today is sex day. Mm. That niggas is horny. All right. Uh, 
How would you describe good vagina? I'm not sure if this is appropriate concept. Have you been here? Where have you have you have you watched? They, I'm not sure if this is appropriate. Yeah, it is. They know better. Um, they definitely should know better. I mean, but um, is this the right place? Uh, slap yourself. Yeah. Um, how would I describe good vagina, good pussy, good whatever? Uh I think this answer is different now than it was when I was younger. Because I would say good sex versus good pussy. Because to a degree, all pussy is going to get some variation of wet. Mm. Not all pussy is going to squirt. Not all pussy is going to cream. Not all pussy is going to gush. Not all pussy is going to have the same grip or ability to control like this. Different variations to that. But somebody... I like I like squirting. I like creaming and seeing. I li- I like seeing some sort of physical response as much as I like the verbal auditory response and I like the shakes in, in the body and the screaming and all that and letting yourself just be free to do all the nasty shit. I like all of that, but not everybody's body responds that way. I've had women that squirt and every woman doesn't squirt I'm not saying that they don't have the ability to but some it's way more difficult than others so does that mean that your pussy ain't good because you can't squirt no that's not what i'm saying at all so i would look at the sex part as opposed to how the vagina feels or responds in that moment because even sometimes you can have sex with the same person on a regular basis and sometimes their body responds differently mm. I may have done something this time when I was stroking and I slid my finger in the ass at the same time. But she squirted that time. But normally when I'm hitting it, I'm still hitting it good. But she didn't squirt the other time. So does that mean the pussy was better this time? No, it's just like we might have allowed ourselves to be more free this time. So I'll say what makes good sex is the freedom aspect. How you both allow yourself to connect in that moment and do something that allows you to feel free enough to do it. Because you can fucking still not be free. Yeah, you can fucking still not allow yourself to really relax and be into it, or you can just have some other shit going on. Like you guys can have really good sex on a regular basis, but I'm stressing today. So although I am performing, I'm not performing my best because my emotions in my brain are elsewhere, which is affecting how my body is responding right now. And vice versa, the same can be for her as well. So what makes the sex good, in my opinion, is the ability to relax and feel safe and to be free and to just flow within it to where you allow yourself to do whatever. And no is not really a word that comes up. You just fucking get to it because you are in the moment enjoying your fucking self. Mm-hmm. And emotionally, you allow yourself to relax. I think that's what makes sex good. and I think that's what's going to make the pussy feel better. Because both of y'all are relaxed enough to where that her body's responding and your body's responding at their peak, and that that makes the sex more fun. All of that, I would say, like I guess, yeah, piggybacking off. I just would say leave leave that. Um, I mean, I guess like there's always a physical aspect that if the body part is not doing its thing, but if your body, if your pussy is like you know all healthy, it get wet, it get tight. I would say leave. I, I think y'all should leave, and it's niggas too. Niggas gotta like Absolutely. you gotta you gotta lean off that being the thing that oh this pussy is like nah motherfucker because like you you know I can't believe he uh that's how that's how that shit happened like I can't believe he would cheat on all this and it's like look I feel you and I feel that you are a, a upstanding person you were cool you a lawyer you got all your shit together but shorty up there that that's that, that's a motherfucking receptionist. Boy, this shit she fucking do. And it ain't got nothing to do with y'all actual pussies. Both nope. pussies work. 
that motherfucker though when i be thinking like man i always wanted to try really yeah and just just, the personality behind the the the, so the sex because i think that's i think that's part of the issue with women and for us as well they assume that how the body looks makes the pussy better yeah no because you because i got ass and some titties this pussy's gonna be it's like no it helps men be visual men men enjoy visuals I've said this before. It's a, it's a, it's a girl. We could probably walk out here right now. You can find a coilerae shaped girl whose we pussy could, is say, probably We could walk out here right now and take a trip up to the store right there and go get you know, grab two two kombuchas. And in the process, it's a girl that's gonna walk in there and she's gonna be built like them worms off MIB. She they can't stop nothing in that girl. And it is not just because she's a go. It's it's because she's it's good in there. And this motherfucker built like a brick shit house and can't and, keep a motherfucker. And can't I can't at all. It's it's the attitude behind it. But I also think you mildly touched on how well you take care of it because it is your body. Mm-hmm. How well do you take it? I've seen, and you know, you can have sex with a woman and it's real creamy up in that joint, and it's a lot of uh you know, residual. That, that motherfucker. Ugh. Right. It's a lot left on there, but sometimes it looks good visually, but you be like, your pH is yeah. off. Yeah, nigga, like I drink a lot. I about to say, like, I drink a lot of water. I eat a lot of fruit. Yeah. I can't have a guy. Your shit could be good just because your diet is good. There's some people that, like, they uh, may not be visually, aesthetically pleasing, but they take care it's of their pussy. body really well. Pussy five. I ain't seen you drink water in the three days we've been hanging out. It's been all Hennessy and hot wings. You can't tell me. You may be a filthy individual and you may be with all the shits. And even then, you being with the shits may be you allowing me to do whatever to your body. But that doesn't mean that you're responding back in a particular way. I guess that moves on to the one that's going to wrap the sex up for the week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. In your opinion, what's the difference between making love and fucking? Mm. I think for, for me... You can fuck somebody that you love and you can make love to somebody that you don't love. I think we we stereotypically look at making love as being more sensual and we look at fucking as being more primal. Mm -hmm. And you can have moments with somebody that you really, really love where you guys have sensual sex and you can have moments where you have primal sex where y'all just (laughs) and and going at it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't change how you care about that person any more or less. Some people just like sensual shit, so they do a lot of lovemaking, even though they're not in love with this person. I just like sensual shit. Technically, BDSM is a lot of sensual shit. Are they making love in the play that they participate in? Not necessarily, but it's very sensual. It it, it plays on the senses and responses and things of that nature. And then you also have the primal aspects, which are strictly sexual, of being ravished or consensual non-consent and glory holes and all types of shit like that that may be on the more sexual end but um i think we get too caught up in sex validating us we're we're looking for love so i want somebody to make love (laughs) to me so that i can feel validated and i can feel like they love me and it's like somebody can fuck you and still love you so what does making love mean? You're you're looking for an end goal as opposed to allowing yourself to just enjoy this experience. If you like sensual sex, then talk to yo whoever you fucking and having sex with of like, hey, I want to incorporate more sensual acts into what we're doing because that helps me feel pleasured. 
go off the aspect of what does pleasure look like in this space? I think that's a better question to me as opposed to saying, well, what's the difference between making love and fucking? Well, what type of pleasure would I like to experience with this person or in this space? And then how can we configure what that looks like? I can smoke a bag of that. I can, um, I can lean into this question a bit of saying like, it's kind of what you said in the beginning. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't even believe like if I'm, if I'm in love with you, I'm gonna still fuck you. Like I just feel like that's part of the bag. Like are we gonna for sure fuck. Like got to get um, the kids situated. We got a few minutes. I gotta get off to work. I don't have time to make love. And even if we don't have time, like I just feel like fucking is healthy. Absolutely. Like, like at some point, like yeah, I don't give a shit if we got a big old giant ass house. Sometimes pull me, pull up to my job and fuck me in the parking lot. Absolutely. Yeah, like we just gonna fuck because that's it's good. I feel like that's healthy. We. To pr- I want to get just dirt dog nasty And sometimes that dirt dog nasty to me Is maybe one of the best forms of making making love That's safety Yeah I understand that making love is is uh, Synonymous with that like you know <laughs> And not to say that shit is not good right. But I feel like uh, it, it, it can be different in How maybe you and this person feel like, if you're a person who just likes sensual shit in general, that doesn't necessarily mean that you care about this individual any more than this act that y'all doing. Not that that's bad, good, or indifferent. No. But um, I feel like we kind of have bounced around the same topics over these past couple of questions. But, like, yeah, making love has always been, like, a comfort thing. Like, I'm in, I'm, we just in this space. We It's a performative Hallmark card type sh- way that, Sex has been portrayed to us. Oh, Making love is safer than fucking. Yeah, see, that's where I, that's that's the distinction where I get like caught up with people. Like when I say like I make me making love is just I'm comfortable enough where like like making love might be the kinkiest night you ever had. Like for me, that's a lot of times like we trying this shit like fucking cool. Like we feel good, we laugh, we stand in the kitchen butt naked eating cookies afterwards. Like that whole process is like making love. But like the distinction between you know. I mean, I, I I guess like yeah, I guess the only thing I could give to make a little one-two answer is maybe the feelings that y'all have attached to that act. Because when I think about it, like I know motherfuckers want to say like it's a quick pump and dump, but like I love quick pumping and dumping a motherfucker I'm fucking with. I don't got sometimes like I said we don't got time to do all the whatever shit, but I like the fact that you rolled them down real quick and we just poop 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 and then left. Like that is always it's not synonymous with let him fucking go. But yeah, because I'm gonna see you later. Like. This was cool. This was like some really cool, nasty fuck shit. Yeah. So I guess it, it, it was safe. I love this person enough to fucking unload a beer in her vagina and she shot it out and I drank it. I love her enough to feel safe enough to do some nasty shit. I don't like shit beer, like though. We got to find a different thing. I'm, but yeah, I'm, anything else, we could do. The yeah, and the yeast in the vagina is probably not a good. Yeah. But, you uh, know, whatever. Some, you can put some, it in a some, butt. Some, you could do that in a butt. Yeah, you can put it's it in safer a butt, in butt. And she might get drunker because, the, you know, it's going to absorb more. Boy, you drinking, drinking beer out of her butt? Prep first, please. Prep first. Prep unless, first. Unless you like, you know, Mississippi nah, mud water. Yo, that's your thing. I know y'all be acting like that, that, but that's a bit of a distinction for me. We could do a lot of butt stuff, but be clean. Yeah. But you put some beer in her butt, she's super drunk. Yo, y'all might have a really fucking... You might have a thing. But either way, that to me might be like even more making love-ish because the idea that a nigga like, you know, y'all be seeing like, you know, you you doing a hair rubbing and the sensual titty licks and that nigga got his hand in your wallet. So it just is, you know, 
kind of how you somebody can make love to you performatively and be scamming you out your shit that's been on the movies as well folks and that's how y'all be getting caught up out here i be having all these stupid stories and i can't believe he and it's like oh he just fucked you performatively but that's been a dog shit ass nigga so low-key this could both of these things yeah you know sex is dope but sex is also an expression sex is not the thing that determines None it's that, that and third. That's how motherfuckers be getting all. Some of y'all, you think goofy. he made love to you because you wanted to see love in the situation. You're so busy focused on love having to be present and you wanting to be loved that you made it making love as opposed to it being sex, which is just what it was. And also, say, I, I, y'all gonna stop acting like sex can't get you to the other side, but you know, it's not the thing that wraps this shit up. No, we fucked a little bit, and then all of a sudden, we just started hanging out. Sex is just communication. So it's a form of communication, and y'all have let religion and a bunch of other shame narratives in our society tell you that sex has to be something super exclusive. So yeah, fuck them if you want to. Be safe and all that other be shit. Be responsible. Utilize some discernment. All of that. But it's okay if you want to communicate with somebody like that to kind of see how y'all mesh. Do it. I guarantee you, I promise you, baby, like nine days of 90, it don't fucking matter. It's not going to change the outcome. That motherfucker, fuck with jury, though. Hey, look, I'll I'll give y'all, I'm being facetious but serious at the same time. Y'all take your eyes on FetLife and look at all the kinky people in the BDSM community. There's a lot of people on there that's doing some tall fucking and they love each other to death. I'm in this DS relationship with this person. I am partnered with this person. I'm doing all these things and he fucks the shit out of me, but I love him and he supports me in every way possible, especially in these kinky areas. So there's a lot of people that's doing some nasty shit that have loving relationships and them making love doesn't look the same way that you think love is supposed to look like in the movies that you watch. Some sensual music and some some kisses on the sternum and sweat and music and fucking whatever like you can get some nasty talk fucking into this like you bullshit and the shit on and, and, and come to this motherfucker after uh, you can be playing this while you cooking and you just in the kitchen just bend over with the biscuits right next to you as R. Kelly said and you just getting it in in the kitchen that's love making it's, it's gonna look like fucking in the kitchen <laughs> over by the stove by the buttered rolls but it's going to look like fucking, but it's really love and safety and closeness and all that other stuff. So don't get caught up in the word just because that's probably what you're looking for. Just allow yourself to enjoy the space and love the experience and you feel validated within it. Nigga, eat your ass after work, you late. <laughs> after work, after the gym, after whatever, you ain't fully washed. The last day of your period and he ain't really make sure that you was fully that finished. Nigga, that nigga said, bottle that ass up in this you'd go gonna go outside that's a thing ain't it like vabbing some people like that that's why I like uh, but anyways do what you want uh yeah thank y'all for listening y'all got a fucking y'all got a fat one this time yo y'all cooking y'all got a nice nice fat yeah. <laughs> talking about sex and the fat one yeah yeah y'all got a nice fat juicy you made one. love to your fucking ears this time absolutely hope hopefully you were pleasured do we pleasure you do you feel pleasured after listening to this i hope you did i hope you came for me I hope it made you feel fantastic. I hope you come again and again and again. Come back next week too and the week after that. When we start making fucking audio, y'all be like, we read smut. All right, when we start making the fucking sex books. Absolutely. I'm doing everything, yo. Every fucking idea is going to happen. 
Hey, I'm, it's I'm, gonna get it's, attempted it's, at it's, least. It's the people that get turned on by the sound of someone speaking erotically. And I didn't hear too many times. Not even me. You. It's been some voice, uh, fucking compliments around this bitch. Every goddamn idea is gonna get done. I got. There's a question that I didn't get. Past. When you start doing shorts, we doing all this shit. So when I can get ready, we put that GoFundMe. I'll contribute to some of these shit so we can start making some stuff. Right. Thanks for listening. Though. We appreciate y'all. As always, thank you for coming back and listening. If it's your first time, thank you for hanging in there with us. We look forward to seeing y'all on the next episode. Enjoy, get consent, and allow yourself to fucking be free. Oh, not a fucking solo. I'm going to run this back. Bye, nigga. This is <laughs> what? This is my shit. Hey.